Guys, in case you don't know, in case you missed my Instagram story, last night I got a little stone. <gasps> Wait, I forgot how to do this. Oh, wait, there you go. There you go. I got you. Okay. I, got you. I got you. Don't worry about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm in like that, you know, full, full biz mode. <laughs> the full biz. Which can be so much for people. Hollywood break. That's like to people that know and love Busy and have worked with her. The full biz yeah. is like a, uh-huh. it's like a thing. It's a work, it's a work vibe that I get into. Well, here's the thing, guys. You can't do this shit and not have to have these different parts of yourself. I have, yeah, you got to compartmentalize a little <laughs> bit. And so like when I'm doing press or even when I'm working on a TV show as an actor or movie where I'm playing like, you know, because I do so much comedy, like a high energy character. Yeah. What ends up happening is I become sort of like this version of myself that um, my friends at the Thrilling Adventure Hour affectionately have named the full biz, (laughs) (laughs) which is where I'm just like the most, most, where I'm the most, I'm the most me, I'm the most version, I'm the biggest version of myself. (laughs) And um, so I've been doing press. I did Hoda, the Today Show this morning, Watch What Happens Live last night. I think I'm pretty much done, actually, because I the rest of the stuff is like print stuff yeah. that I did. Um, there might be one more TV thing later this week, but not. I don't think it's. Um, it'll be like syndicated or something. Oh, you know. nice! I didn't get to watch watch what happens live yet, but Andy emailed me after you did it, and he was so nice and said such nice things about you. He did? Yeah. That's so nice. I mean, I actually know you. He did. You, I'm lying. <laughs> I told see, you, this is, but see. See, this is full biz. This is, yeah. See? We're this doing is a for the sake of the Yeah. Yeah, for the sake of the conversation. I'm like, <laughs> he did? Tell us. What did he say? No, I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, It was very sweet. We mostly wound up talking about our kids, but he, it was, you know what? It made me feel good. It made me feel good that you went on the show and he was like, oh, it made me think about you. And I wanted to say hi and wondered how you are. Because like, if you don't tell people when you're thinking about them, then they won't know. You might miss your chance. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway. Um, but he was very he was very effusive about you to me Aww. in the commercial breaks. Aww. Just FYI, that's so nice. I did say you have to come on the podcast. All of my old bosses have been on it, including Joan Rivers, and she was dead. So yeah, so Andy, <laughs> and he said yes. So uh, I have to say, I felt. And we can we should have him on because I we can talk about it. I felt like I'm unclear if I have really been on the show since he's been a dad. I guess I sort of I guess I have, but I think that his older son was a baby when I went on, right? Like a, like a little little baby. Yeah, because he just announced um, that he was going to become a dad like in the first week that we were doing Busy Tonight. So that was a while ago. It was a while ago. I mean, I, I yeah, I've been on Watch What Happens Live since 
he was a dad, but now his like, but now he's like got like a kid. And those of you listening who are parents who are out of the baby phase will understand. Yeah. There's a difference between having a kid and having a baby. Oh, for sure. And his baby, I mean, his kid is still very small. Yeah. You know, but they're in like preschool, the older, well, yeah, but like they're in preschool vibes, but still the difference, like once your, your kid is like five, right? right. And like starts like dressing themselves. Like he was just, he just seemed really settled into fatherhood and like what his life is. And he seemed like, Honestly, yeah, it was, he just seemed kind of different. Like he was really like grounded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm so happy for him because, well, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but who cares? Because it bears repeating, whatever. Well, maybe someone missed the episode because, you know, when you have like four hour episodes, <laughs> you never know. Someone might miss something. Um. When, okay, so this is going back, but when he announced that, this is why I take credit, slight credit, for uh, Andy Cohen realizing maybe that he wanted to be a parent, even though this has never been said to me explicitly. But here's why I, um, in my mind, take a little credit. Because at Watch What Happens Live, I was like the... I was like the mom of the staff. Everybody else was younger. I was the oldest person there besides Andy. And nobody was at that stage in their life where they were like having kids yet. And But also to be fair, you were a young mom. I was a young mom. That is also true. So it's not exactly true because you, I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying. Yes. But I was I was among the more senior people there. And so my kids were older you know, because I was a young mom. But anyway, anyway, um, nobody was at that place in their life where they were thinking about having kids. And uh, when Andy announced that he was uh, going to be a father on Watch What Happens Live when we first started Busy Tonight, I went back in my emails like 10 months prior and Watch What Happens Live had been doing our show in Los Angeles and it had just happened to coincide with when Lincoln's spring break was from school. Uh, I remember this. And he came, I brought him with me to Los Angeles uh, just for fun. And he actually worked like as an intern, basically, on Watch What Happens Live backstage, like cleaning dressing rooms and stuff. And so he got to like shake Snoop Dogg's hand. And it was at the Will Turn Theater. And like the emails that I would get from Lincoln every day where he was like at the Will Turn Theater, Lincoln emailed me, I used the same toilet as Tom Petty today. And I was like, how do you know it's the toilet that Tom Petty used? And he was like, oh, because I've used every toilet in the building to make sure that it... That's fucking hilarious, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) But so anyway, he was having the time of his life. But a highlight of that trip for me was just... was hanging out with Lincoln, letting him have some exposure to, like, what I did for a job, which was so cool. Him, like, proving himself as, like, a very capable kind of person running out to buy emergency candles for Snoop Dogg's uh, dressing room 
so that mm-hmm. we could turn it over for the next guest. Yeah, we needed to cover that smell. Yeah, you know yeah. What's happening. Sure, <laughs> and sure. Like, you know, getting snacks for people and I've stuff. I've worked with Snoop. Exactly. Uh-huh. So, um, but the, one of the things that I loved so much is that Andy, at the end of the week, sent me his like little temporary office was down the hallway from my little temporary office. He sent me an email at the end of the week being like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that I've been sitting in my little temporary office all week. And like after hours, after the show is over, I've been listening to you and your son laughing and laughing every night, like after clock out time. And it has like really moved me and warmed my heart that it's like that for you guys. And it was such a touching email, but then... 10 months later or whatever, Andy announced that he was going to be a father. So listen, I don't think that I'm the person that convinced Andy that he should be a parent. Obviously, he was thinking about it and it's not something that you entered into lightly. But hearing me with my kid didn't make him change his mind, you know? I mean, I think that people can get influenced really quickly, you know, I think I've told this story before, but like Cricket exists because of Jessica Alba's baby. Really? Second second kid. I don't yeah. think I know that. You don't? No. Oh, so this was when uh, Kelly Oxford first moved to Los Angeles from Canada with her family. And our girls are B and and I just, we were online friends, yeah. as you are. Because yeah. you guys who are our online friends, you're our friends. <laughs> Well, some that means that online friends turn into real friends. You know what I mean? Yes. And, um, or they can. Sometimes they cannot. Sometimes <laughs> they can be terrifying. <laughs> Turns out. Turns no, but, out. Um, but Kelly had moved to Canada. She had been like a very popular blogger and writer and like a mom blogger in Canada with her three kids. And then they had moved to the U.S. because she was like getting work as a as a screenwriter and specifically like she and Jessica Alba had a show, I think kind of like based on parent, like on her parenting experience, whatever. And, and, um, and so they were working together at the time and it was, you know, B's birthday was like, is I think two weeks or something right after birdies. Okay. And so the girls, birdie had just turned six and I, saw Kelly at a party and uh, we met in real life for the first time. I had never met her in real life. And she was like, this might sound really crazy, um, but my daughter turned six this weekend. We moved here three weeks ago. She has zero friends. Is there any way you would bring your daughter who's the same age over to our house for a pool party tomorrow? Because I don't know who, what children are going to be there. She's like, do you know Jessica Alba? I'm like, I do from baby to baby. And she's like, okay, she's bringing her daughter. And then I don't know if you know Katie Azelton and Mark Duplass, but they have a daughter that's about the same age. And I like roped them into coming. She basically like reached out to anyone who she was friends with (laughs) online who had daughters that were six or six and a half and was like, Hey, I don't know you. I just moved to LA. It's my daughter's birthday this weekend, having a pool party. Can you bring your kid? So we went to the to the pool party, and I was like firmly in the one and done club of of 
children yeah. um, for many reasons. But one of the biggest ones is just that like in my job, there was no such thing as maternity leave. I was working. I, you know, when I was pregnant with Birdie was a really hard time for me financially and like with work and stuff. And so I just was sort of like, I don't see it. Like, I don't see it in the future. How can I possibly make this work for myself? And then at that pool party, first of all, everyone had two or three kids there, you know, um, and Jessica had just had their, their younger daughter. Yeah. Havy, Havy. Um, and when I tell you that baby, oh, and Katie had Molly, who's younger. Right. Who was a baby. Yeah. So when I tell you between Molly and Haven, I was looking at those adorable, squishy, and they were like the best baby age. They were like both, I think like six or seven months when yeah. they were like, they were like chubby and smiley and sitting up and like splashing in the little pool, but then like just the cutest babies that I had ever seen, especially, I mean, Molly was so cute, but also Alba's baby with that bright red hair. Oh my gosh. And I was just like, oh, I immediately had baby fever. Immediately you was like, baby oh, well, fever. this can't be it. I got to have another kid. Yeah. And I think that honestly, I feel like I got pregnant with Cricket. Oh, wait. That couldn't have been their sixth birthday. It must have been their fifth. Their fifth birthday, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I think so. And then I and then I got pregnant with that with that cricket. <laughs> Not long after, I was like, we're doing this. I want that baby. We always tell Eli that, well, we tell Lincoln actually that he exists because of the charm of young Eli. Like, because I had such a miserable experience giving birth, like the actual birth mm-hmm. giving to Eli. Yeah, you had like, trauma. Uh-huh. It was a it was a close call there for me for a minute um, that I was like, I'm never, ever endeavoring to do this again. But Eli was such a charming baby and toddler. Holy smokes. Like, that Lincoln, Lincoln owes him. If, yeah, Birdie also was like very on board with a sibling yeah. and like oftentimes will tell Cricket that you exist because of me because <laughs> I asked for you, which is partially true. But also if like Molly Duplass or Haven Warren, Warren. want to ever say that they're responsible for Cricket, that would also be true. <laughs> mostly... I'm responsible for cricket. Let's be honest. If we're being real. Let's be honest. It really came down to me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, anyway. You've been so doing mean press, girls. Mean Girls. How's it going? How are you feeling? Full biz. Um, it's good. It's good. The premiere was Monday night here in New York. You probably saw my outfit on the internet. I saw one outfit. You had two outfits? Well, I really... Did a bad job. You with borked taking it. Pictures. Yeah. What really, even was the second outfit? I think I looked so for cute. It. it was so cute. What it was, was like it? a 60s little shift dress that was like light pink. Okay. We're, so the outfit we all saw was a polka, polka dotted gown, which some, yes. by the way, I shared the outfit and someone DM'd me who's the designer. And I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, I don't know. But yeah, I'm, why would you? I'm sure it's out there. But I tag there. everything. Of I tag everything in my 
in my stuff, you of know. Of course, but it's not my um, job to know the designer of Busy's dresses. Just she's well, you're not turns out you're not actually my stylist, <laughs> which is wild. I'm not your assistant, Despite, I'm not your stylist, no. I'm not your publicist. Mm-mm. But Alexia Maria gown and sash. You can buy it. It's for sale. It was great. It was giving such Barbie vibes. Yes. I was excited by it because I as I put, I love polka dots. I love polka dots. I try to wear Me plaid too. polka dots or leopard every day, at least a little mm-hmm. bit, at least like a secret, like little bit somewhere on my person because I think it's lucky. So I was delighted. And I love a Miss Piggy glove. I know they're opera gloves. I call them Miss Piggy gloves. They're Miss Piggy gloves. And I even put the ring. You put the ring over. On, over, which is a Miss Piggy special. Yeah, that's her signature. That's her signature. I was giving, that was my nod. I loved to it. Miss Pig. I loved it. My favorite. Um, And so I just loved that outfit. But then I looked for the other outfit that you said you changed and I didn't see it. I know. So now we're know, describing it to you. It was I a really... 60s shift. What color was it? It was light pink. Oh, man. No, it was a great, honestly, it was a really cute look. And it was still with the black gloves. But I changed the shoe. Here's the thing about that polka dot address. I'm just going to be very real. Yeah. It was um, it was a size too small. Okay. And um, and we uh, had incredible an incredible seamstress who made it fit me. Yeah. But I couldn't really pee <laughs> without taking the entire dress off. Sure. For that shape. Yeah. So literally, as soon as I got inside of the movie theater, I changed out of it because I just was like, yeah, I love it. And it's like, it needs its moment. And if I had had more time, like we, it was so fast, like we would have altered it so that it could have. So that you could have. Actually, I don't know because I've gone to awards shows before, you know, with my BFF where we've had to like get naked in in a bathroom in order to pee both oh, of us 100. you have to like I've, take your dress off i've gotten undressed at a wedding to pee yeah not my so own it's not yeah <laughs> you know i mean it happens yes. it happens it happens it's not unusual that there's like especially if you're dealing with like that kind of silhouette where it's like a column real, like a column dress or like or like a or a mermaid yes Dress, those mermaid dresses. Yes. You're not peeing in those. You got to no. take it off. You're not even like, you pull it down. you're probably not even walking the full length of like your normal steps. Absolutely not. You know what yeah. I mean? But that dress is such, I mean, I'm like obsessed with that dress. I kind of like want to ask if she'll let me keep it. <laughs> it's yours forever in those photos. We no altered matter what. it to fit me. It's true. It's true. It's true. So, yeah. Who? Although TBH, because of my ongoing stomach issues, and I just real talk, who knows if I will ever be able to fit into it again once I get my stomach stuff under control. Do you know what I mean? Which yeah. is like, I'm fine with and that. And also you need to be able to poop on a moment's notice. Could you imagine the headlines well, if you pooped your dress at at an event? No, but like, by the way, that was literally my Monday night fear <laughs> because... You know, I've really, I'm going to the, guys, don't worry, mom, I know you're listening. I'm going to the gastro on tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow I have an appointment. Just because since December, I 
have not, my stomach has not been right in a way that's like, maybe, I think it's just, I'm, here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think I probably need to do some sort of like anti-inflammation diet for like reset diet for two weeks or something or three weeks or something like that. Yeah. Because I think that with whatever that was, the food, well, first of all, I think the stress of Birdie having the seizure in Sweden in early December. Yeah. Then all, and all that travel. And then I got whatever flu bug thing that I got. Yeah. Stomach situation that like could not, I couldn't shake it. Like I was sick for a really long time. And then that rash, which like maybe is like sort of even autoimmune-ish. Yeah. You were like sickness. It is actually, you were right? sickness stacking. Like, do you know that book Atomic Habits where they talk about like habit stacking? Isn't it celery juice? Isn't that where <laughs> celery juice comes from? Or is that not? No, no, no I don't know. I don't know. But I know that in that book Atomic Habits, they're like, you know, like every time you walk through a doorway, squeeze your butt cheeks or whatever. That's not something they suggest. They just suggest every time you do something that you add on something that you want to become a habit because it like stacks the habits and then you, then all of a sudden you're doing like like good habits. But what you have done is illness stacked inadvertently. On accident. On accident. Yes. But I think that, but it was because of stress. 100. It It was like a stress stack into illness. I think my like nervous system just was shot. Just was like, I'm not, I mean, I just told you this in person recently, but I don't think I have said it on the podcast at my last, not my last checkup, but the checkup before last, the the doctor was like, your cholesterol is a little higher than it was. It was like a year ago. Yeah. The last time that I saw you. And so she was like, but honestly, it could be because you had COVID it could be because your mom died. I was like, your cholesterol can go up because your mom died. And she was like, yeah, like that that stress. I had no idea. I mean, obviously, I didn't we know. Either. I didn't know. No. Um, anyway, that's a whole other story for another time. But I did not know that being upset could make your cholesterol go up. Yeah. And I mean, I think I've had, uh, to be quite fair to me, I've had a, f- I had had a rough Many months, yeah, you know? Yeah. But and I was going to ask, how is the rash? The rash is okay. It kind of comes and goes okay. a little bit. And like, which is like what those things are, like hives yeah. or like anything that's sort of autoimmune yeah. related. And, um, and I think that if I'm being very like real, I do think I need to probably do some sort of like actual... Because for me, like diet is the one thing that you can control the most, right? right? So I think I need to do some like anti-inflammation diet thing for my system now that the holidays are over and like, because, but even through the holidays, it wasn't like I was like able to even overindulge that much because I just was like feeling so gross and my stomach was hurting so bad. And then, um... And also, I want to say on top of that, if I weren't a person who has 
had multiple colonoscopies and have has had IBS and like spastic colon literally since I was like 21 years old, right. I would definitely have gone sooner to like the gastro, but right. because I've like sort of dealt with this for yeah, so many like, years and the symptoms are very similar. Right. It's like, I mean, almost exactly. Um, I kind of was just like in a holding pattern thinking like, oh, this is going to... But then this week, the stress of having this movie coming out and like it really occurring to me for the first time, like almost like I didn't think about it, like I'm an idiot, that I had taken on this iconic comedic role played by... (laughs) It didn't occur to me until you and I went to that screening last week, Casey, that I was like, oh my God, wait, people are going to see this movie and they're going to judge my performance and probably they're going to judge it against Amy's, which is unfair, but also like there's, I can't, what, what did I do? Why not? What? (laughs) Um, So the stress of that, Birdie is going back to boarding school, um, at the end of this week, the stress of that for me, you know, even though like we know everything is under control right now right. and we, I feel really, her doctor feels really confident in the medication that she's on and all of the tests that we've been able to get done. But still it's like nerve wracking. Yeah. Yeah. To send her back. Yeah. It's not helping your tummy. It's not. I'm just saying there's a lot of factors. Yeah. And I've been trying to like meditate. I've been trying to like do all of this stuff. What are you making that face for? Meditating is is the hardest thing that people try to do. I feel so. It's impossible. Like they tell us all the time. People that are good at it. Like I'm so happy for them. But I just feel like it's the hardest thing to do. For me, like whenever anyone suggested meditation, it's just, I'm not in a place. (laughs) The thing that makes you need meditation puts you in a place where it's hard to meditate, you know? Yeah. And Chani Nicholas, like her app, the Chani app. Yeah. She has like meditation, guided meditations, and I find her voice so soothing. Yes. So sometimes in the last few weeks, I'll just like put on one of those and try to just relax a little bit. Yeah. But, oh my God, my stomach on Monday night (laughs) was so terrible. (laughs) And then, you guys, I'm going to tell a story now that it's like, I don't even fucking know. But like, we got to the after party. I could tell Cricket. I mean, there was just a lot going on, guys. A lot going on. (laughs) I realized sitting... So each of my children, Birdie and Cricket were I allowed to invite one, a friend to come, right? you know, with them to the movie premiere. And, you know, Birdie was very excited to like get a dress that looked like Priscilla Presley. And yeah, she looked um, so cute. She looked so cute. And we found a really cute dress at a vintage place in Brooklyn. Um, that was just amazing. It was just amazing. Like fit her, per- it was just so cute. She was so cute and she wanted her big hair and she was just like so... <laughs> It was so sweet. Um, and she was so excited. But, you know, Crick's, her vibe is not in the spotlight. Right. You know. And so Mark 
was coming with Cricket and her friend and that friend's mom and meeting us there. And then I, you know, went into the theater and who is sitting directly in front of Cricket? But Ben Platt. Wow. Ben Platt from theater camp. Yeah. Cricket's absolute favorite movie of all time. Yeah. (sighs) She was almost incapable of giving her not smile look. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was like she was fighting really her serious fighting face. It. Her her yeah, her serious vibe that she tries to put out. <laughs> um but also her friend, her like best friend Isa is so cute and is like the opposite of Cricks yeah. and is like oh my god, and Christopher Brandy is here. And da 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 like she was so excited. But it occurred to me as the movie started right before Mrs. George makes her appearance and I looked over at Cricket and I was like, oh my God, she has never seen me in anything ever as an actor. I can't believe that. It seems crazy. I know. She has never seen me in anything as an actor on screen ever. Oh, wow. Huh. I know. When she was a little... She would watch some busy tonight, remember? Right. Like yeah, she would, she would come. She she would come to set. Yeah. And she had had seen some of some of that. Yeah. Um and I think when Girls Five Eva first came out, I like sort of tried to get her to watch it with me. And she got real freaked out about all my makeup and my hair and how I looked. She was still pretty little. Yeah. You know? She was like seven? Six? Six, maybe. Seven? Yeah. Yeah. And wait, she was six. Yeah. So I just turned it off and she never watched it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is like the first time. And so I look over and she had this look on her face that was like a little bit like horrified. (laughs) And she like just, and so also just like, I couldn't even, can you hear this like buzzsaw down below me? I don't think so. Okay, good. Maybe. Um, I kind of like couldn't even discern what the look was. Like, because if you didn't know, she looked like disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> but I think she was really trying to like, kind of like figure it out. You know what I mean? Like she was just like sort of, maybe she was like kind of, conf- I don't even know. She was just processing it, I guess, yeah. in real time. Like seeing your mom in this on this big screen and and she just looked over and she was like, Oh my god, it's so weird. And I was like, I know. Are you okay? And she's like, I guess. <laughs> and so then at the after party, I saw her. The after party was really it was in a very small venue and yeah. it was really crowded and loud. And I looked over and I saw, and she was just like, I could see her. She was like, I want to get the fuck out of here. I just knew it, you know? Anyway, I just, it stressed me out so intensely. (sighs) Whatever. It's hard. I don't know how, I don't know how else you deal with it. Like my stomach just immediate, like as soon as we got to the after party, I like, my stomach all of a sudden just was like, oh, fuck you. I'm turning on you. (gasps) 
And I could feel it. And I was just like, God damn it. What is going to happen? I'm going to like have to go like shit my brains out in some moment here at this party. Yeah. But more than that, I was just like, it, it just hurt. Yeah. And which is what I get with like the spastic colon. It's like this hard, um, like sharp pain in my left side, yeah. which is like where my inflammation always is. <sighs> anyway, Mark ended up taking Crick's home. But then I like literally was like, Jen, I have to go to the bathroom. Will you like come and talk to me? Like literally in the like ladies room. And we were in there and I was like, can we, are you my, like, I was like talking like in the stall, like waiting for this, for my yes IBS yes. to take hold. Yeah. And talking to Jen, and then this voice is this woman's like, I just want you to know I'm in here and I'm not your friend. Um, you don't know me, but I, I can recognize your voice. And I do think you're amazing. Also, we do have a shared friend, um, Will Daly. And I was like, well, oh my God. Wait, but you guys, only fucking me. Do you know what I mean? Like only me. Oh my God. And then afterwards, and Jen was like, just like such a good friend, just like, talking to me while I'm just like in so much pain like literally crying like I was like crying oh, man. you know because I also am like just like fuck me like of yeah. course you know yeah of course classic biz of course and I was like whatever it's fine and so then I was like I felt t- bad but I was like it's fine I'll you know I'll power through for like a, another however long I have to be here for Birdie and her friend yeah because like if it were up to me, I would just have left. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But also I was bummed because I like wanted to celebrate and like talk to people. Right. And it just sort of wasn't really in the cards it for me. Your I was stomach like, had other ideas. My stomach was just like taking all the stress and just and just crunching it up. Yeah. Into liquid form. Your stomach's like, I I wasn't in that movie. What do I care? Yeah. Actually, I remember the my week. I had the stomach flu that week. That's true. Your stomach is trying to sabotage you. My stomach really has... Well, this is the thing. And I was like crying two nights ago. Oh, yeah, that was the premiere. I was crying when I got... I like started crying when I got home with Birdie because I was just like... I don't want to have I don't want to be a person who can't figure out how to handle the stress of my life without internalizing it and having like my body take over and forcing me to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I understand what like, you're saying. Like it's not that's not the way. <laughs> it is truly not the way. Right. And And I, and I also am like, I don't know what the answer is. Like if you're was, a person whose body like takes over in these things and like. I was going to say, it to, I would also offer that it might not 100% be within your control. If there was like a switch that we could flip, we would all flip that switch, you know? Yeah, but there's got to be something. But I do, I do. I give you so much credit. I wanted to say also when you were talking about meditating, um, I almost bought you this Christmas gift that I 
thought it would be so good for you to do the podcast and to meditate, whatever. It's this chair that is like popular on TikTok. It's this like ADHD chair that originally was like a meditation chair, but like people with ADHD love this chair. And I almost got it for you. And then I was like, you know what? Getting someone a piece of furniture is, it could be oppressive. It's, it could be like an a therapeutic piece of furniture. Yes. And I was like, and it like could be. <laughs> what is it? What's it called? I want to look it up. So then I just opted to get you something small that I sent you late because it arrived to me late. And I hope that it got there. Um, I, I don't think I've gotten it yet. Oh, it's something else that I sent to somebody on the same day got there. But it's just something like super small and... um Maybe it's there today. Maybe it's there today. It's the Piper Song Meditation Chair. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. And I was like, I started, I hate when I second guess what I want to get for some someone, but I was like sending someone a whole chair and like, I'm sure it would have to be assembled. And like, what if you thought it was so gross and ugly? Like, I don't know. You know? Wait, oh my God. Wait, no, I'm already obsessed. Oh no. See, I should have just sent it. I should have just gone no, with no, my No, no, It's gut. expensive though. It's expensive. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't care about that. Like money comes and money goes. Money Money. Well, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I just choose to believe that money is pretend and, you know. I choose to believe money is pretend. <laughs> That's what makes me feel better when people are like, you owe your mom's taxes again already. And I'm like, LOL, money is pretend. <laughs> um, but It is. But anyway, I wanted to send you that. And I was like, oh my God, she might really love this. But then I was like, she might also find it oppressive, which, you know, I don't know. It looks very much like my vibe, I have to say. I thought guys, so too. Well. It looks like you can like just curl up and put your legs, kind of tuck your legs underneath you. And you know me. Yes. And I then am it, always tucking those legs. If you don't want it, you should look it up on TikTok. If you're like, if you're the kind of person that likes to like bunch up in a chair or whatever, it's called the Piper Song Meditation Chair. I was going to get it for you in white with like the wide butt part because they make like a deluxe one with a wider butt part that looks more comfortable than the original. Yeah, it's gonna, I'm going to have to have a wide butt. Yeah. But no, <laughs> not that you have a wide butt. I'm saying like the the original looks like a very small stool to perch on. So I think that you'd be more comfortable with like a chair that you could move around on more. But God, anyway. amazing. That's almost what I got you for Christmas. But then I got you something small that I thought was like more personal because I didn't want to be like oppressive sending you a chair that you had never seen nor expressed interest in trying. I'm obsessed with this. <laughs> no, I'm obsessed. I was going to get it in white. I w- yeah, the white's real cute. See? If you go pro, you can get it in pink. Oh, see? Pink. Uh, oh, huh? They didn't uh, have pink. Huh? They, it wouldn't have been pink because they didn't have pink when I was considering ordering it. And then I was just like, oh, I just got you this other thing. And that's what yeah, I was thinking about when pink. you said you were trying to like do meditation more. I was like, oh my God, I should have gotten her that fucking chair. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Always trust your gut, Case. I guess. But also, no, like, I, love it. I have gotten a number of gifts in my lifetime that I have considered oppressive and that are like, you should try this. It'll help you be better. You know, like when I know yeah. the person didn't mean that, but that's how I felt. So, 
Listen, I'm going to say the gift is even just learning about this chair now. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like taking it all as a win. That is very you, sweet of you. You know what I mean? That's very sweet of you to say. Um, yeah, I had, I, so, but then I like, I don't know, but then I, um, you just got recovered. through it. You made it. I got through, through the it. Today show. But I didn't take any good pictures. Yes, that's... of the second outfit, which that's is, okay. I guess, more you... my point of like. But you, you own it, I... right? You own that outfit. No, it was oh, also it was borrowed. borrowed. Oh no, from Carla. I could just put it on later and just take a picture. Did Carla take a picture <laughs> of you in it? Carla's in L.A. Oh right. Man. I did my fitting when I was in L.A. Oh, and then they just sent like a giant suitcase with all of my looks. For I feel the week. like someone must have gotten a photo of you in it. I'm not even kidding you. No one did. Well, maybe it's like, maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's just like the elusive outfit. Maybe that's the magic of it. That or only... maybe I just wear it to another event <laughs> sometime soon. <laughs> and I just don't take a picture in it. Maybe. And we will, we will, all of us will know. We'll know. That it has already been worn. That's the one. I get it. I didn't take a picture on New Year's Eve and I liked my little outfit and I was annoyed. And Matt is always annoyed that we don't take pictures together. But sometimes you're just like doing your thing and trying not to shit yourself. So Tina Fey and I were lolling that we never get pictures together ever. It's like so it, she's funny. like, what's wrong with us? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, we both looked so good. We're both wearing polka dots. Why didn't we take a picture on the red carpet together? I was like, Tina, I do not know. You know what? No, it's different. I thought that Tina wore the same dress that she wore to that like press event that we did one time, but it's not. It's just very similar, I think. It's like the same vibes. And so I was like, oh, good for her for like recycling that dress, but it's not a recycled dress. It was a- Wait, wait, which dress? Um, the the polka dotted dress that Tina wore. No, I- no, no. But what's the dress from the thing we did? Um, hold on, I'll show you. I want to see. It's remember she looks this so dress? great. Polka dots. It, I think there's actually rectangles. I don't think it is the oh. same dress. I just think it's like the same vibes. It's it's squares. It's squares. But it's the same length dress and like the same level of sheen. So I was like, oh my God, I feel like it's just that it's a very Tina dress. I loved it. I thought Yeah, she I was gonna say, great. and also it's like, you know, you get to a point, we all do, where we're like, I know what I like to wear. Yes. Like, I like this thing. And yes. you work with people who are like, I know what you like to wear. Yes. You like this thing. I was in a you way know, like, hoping that it was the same dress because I was so happy that I thought that I recognized it. But, and I was like, I'll be the only person that would ever clock it as the a dress that I saw her wear one time before, but it wasn't even the same dress. I don't know. I'm pretty good about that she stuff like, too. You know? Well, you, re- I mean, you remember people that you met in a dressing room 10 years ago and never saw again. This is true. That's- but I also like have a really good brain for what people wear. Look. If I, well, I guess it has to be, I have to like, it has to, I don't know, imprint on me for <laughs> <laughs> like it reminds me of something. It's a gift. Know. You don't. You it's don't get gift. to choose your gifts. That's so true. You really don't. Or how they present themselves. Oh wait, I want to say something so cute. Uh, I I talked to Lindsay Lohan at the premiere briefly. <gasps> you did? Yeah, yeah. But she was like, I think she had. I don't know if she stayed for the movie. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I think she. But she was. She was like. I was like walking. 
we were like passing each other on the aisle in the actual theater. Yeah. And she was like, oh my God, hi. And I was like, hi. And she's like, it's been so long. I haven't seen you in. And I was like, it's been a really, really long time since we've seen each other in person. She's like, I know. Oh my gosh. You look great. I was like, you look amazing. She looked fantastic. And um, I was really happy to see her. I and love that for her. Um, yeah, I do too. I always judge people on how uh, they treat people behind the scenes. And Lindsay Lohan, I'll just say this. She's always been so kind to me behind the scenes of something when she's been a guest on something. And she's been really nice to my kids. There's been one occasion where my kids were like on a set that she was on and she was so sweet to them and just like that's really nice just friendly yeah so that's I, very nice well she's a mom now she looked amazing yeah I, everyone was so excited she was on the red carpet yeah and then um you know lizzie kaplan is a good friend of mark's yeah. and also mine but really more mark's yeah so just <laughs> to be clear um and uh Ali'i, who plays Janice in this version yeah. of in this mean girl in our mean girls, um, play you know her manager who Casey came with me to the screening, uh-huh. and it was also for um, Ali'i's man like team and her. Yeah, to she see. she was at the screening as well, which is where we first met because we never worked together. Right, um, right. But so when I saw them at the premiere, so Lizzie couldn't go to the premiere because she's, well, first of all, has like a baby and, but also then got sick. Like she was, Ugh. it's just like, you know, it was like a perfect storm of yeah. whatever. Um, Danny Francesi was there and I saw him, Aww. which is great. I've known Danny forever yeah. and he's just the best. He is the guy who played Damien in the right. original and, and Damien. And Damien Holbrook. And Damien was there. Hi, Damien um, Holbrook. Damien Holbrook, who was, um, who is D Tina Fey's actual best friend from high school, Damien. And the inspiration um, for Damien. The inspiration for Damien. Um, but Ali was like, you're never going to believe. So I had, to I had told her at that screening when we met that Lizzie is a friend and right. that she's Bertie's godmother or whatever. And then when I saw her at the premiere, her manager was like, you're never going to believe this. Like, it's so sweet. Lizzie sent her like a giant, beautiful bouquet of flowers today Aww. and like congratulated her on the movie and on the role and said she couldn't wait to see it. That's so wonderful. I just thought that is so fucking classy and cool. Yeah. Really you know what is. I mean? Yeah. It really is. And I just was like, that's who Lizzie is. She's just a good person. It's really nice. Really thoughtful. She deserves it. She did such a great job. I was obsessed with her manager too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they were great. Like, was, they were so like, nice. But like, I want to be friends with I that just, woman. It just like to me was so sweet because I think for everybody... It's, you know, it's a little nerve-wracking. It's nerve-wracking. And I think it was just really thoughtful of Lizzie to, like, think of that and then to send, like, I like to be honest, I don't know if I would have thought of that. You right. know, like if, you know, yeah. like if it were me. Yeah. I don't know if I would have. Yeah. Maybe I would have. I'm kind of good about that stuff. You might, uh, you don't know because you haven't been in that situation. Well, when they remake White Chicks with a whole new cast... <laughs> That Karen, and Renee Rapp that opening plays you and White Chicks. When, yeah, White Chicks to Electric Boogaloo. 
Um, speaking of Renee, let's introduce her because she's our guest today. What do you want our friends to know about your friend Renee Rapp, your co-star, um, your movie daughter? My my twin from another <laughs> set of parents and 20 years apart. She could be my daughter. Easily be my daughter. Um, she's an incredible singer. She's an incredible songwriter. I love her album, Snow Angel. Yeah. Um, if you don't have it, I'm I'm into it. Uh, Everything to Everyone is also a great album. She's an incredible intuitive actress. She's so cool. Yeah. She's just fucking the cool. She's so cool. She's a really hard worker, which I'll say she's, because we talked to her on Sunday and it was the end of a week long of her doing press for the movie and at the end of a really long day where she'd been up since like the crack of dawn. A junket day. A junket, just talking to people on a Sunday. and uh, Which is like... Exhausting. Exhausting. It really is. I mean, I've only ever watched it happen, and watching it is exhausting. So, um, yeah, so we got to talk to her, and I felt happy that it seemed like she was, like, a little relaxed talking to us because it was you and and Yeah, she was texting me while they were trying to, like, hook up the (laughs) Zoom, and she was just like, bitch, I'm so excited to talk to you. I can't even explain right now. I'm so exhausted, and I'm just happy that it's you. Uh, well, anyway, she's great. So let's listen to our little chat with Renee Rapp, star of Mean Girls, the musical, the movie. Wild grain, wild grain. We love you, wild grain. <laughs> this episode of Busy Phillips is doing her best is brought to you by Wild Grain. Wild grain. <laughs> Guys, wild grain is... If you haven't heard us talk about it before, the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas that are so delicious, and artisanal pastries that everyone is going to freak out over. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. We are obsessed. Wild Grain just sent us new boxes. It's like Christmas morning every time. One of those boxes shows up at my door. I agree. And my family loves it. Cricket and that fresh pasta, you can fully customize the wild grain box that you receive. Yeah. So you can get any combination you want of breads, pastas, pastries. So in my house, I'll just get one loaf of the bread now. Right. And then I'll get mostly pasta. Right. Because... The kids really just want to eat all that pasta, as do I. That's the big hit in my house and what we go through really quickly. And the bread is more of like a special occasion, like, oh, I'm going to make a stew. And like a bread is fun to have with that. Or the croissants, which, you know, are free in every box, the croissants, which Birdie loves those croissants. Me too. I'm with Birdie. And the chocolate chip cookies. I was going to (laughs) say. I was about to say the chocolate chip cookies. I was going to say it's frozen. So I make one or two. Yes. The house smells great. I eat them. I'm like, good. It's like you're living in your own fancy hotel. It is like that. Or like in first (laughs) class on a fancy airline. I did make an ice cream sandwich with the chocolate chip cookies the other day and that was pretty delicious. Genius. Yeah. 
They also have this incredible slow fermentation process that they use for the sourdough bread that helps my tummy, which is the best. (laughs) I love that slow fermentation process because it really does make a difference. I have noticed it. I highly recommend you trying out Wild Grain. For a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash busy to start your subscription. You heard us right. Free croissants in every box. $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash busy. That's wildgrain.com slash busy. Or you can use promo code busy at the checkout. Hiya, hiya. Our Haya just showed up and I was so happy. <gasps> and you know what I love? You know what I love? Right to your door. Right yes. to my door. Yes. Because I have to be honest, like children's vitamins are not a thing that is top of mind whenever you're a parent to get, but there's something that you always need in the house. And, you know, typical children's vitamins are essentially candy in disguise. <laughs> We've talked about it. Yes. We all know, filled with two teaspoons of sugar, bad chemicals, gummy junk. You think you're doing something good and you're not. You're just not. And that is why Haya was created because they are super power chewable vitamins that fill in the gaps in modern children's diets to provide full body nourishment that our kids need, a yummy taste they love. It's formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies. Then it's supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamins D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many, many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. All the things that your kids need to grow healthy and keep their immunity up so that they can continue to go to school every day. <laughs> And not be sick at home where you have to take care of them. It is non-GMO. It is vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and honestly designed for kids of all ages. So you can take them as well. And it's sent straight to your door. I just hand them to them while they're walking out the door. (laughs) Or, you know... Plus, you get this little bottle that they decorate. The packaging is yeah. like eco-friendly. They don't send you like a big bottle every time. Yeah, it's perfect. Well, we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash busy. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash busy and get your kids the full body nourishment that they need to grow into healthy adults. Are you kidding? (laughs) Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can hear you. Oh, wait, Slay. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I'm Casey. Nice to meet you. Hey, dude. Is... Nice to meet you. Are you exhausted? Are you so tired of talking? I'm honestly... Uh, like, yeah, but also this is this feels better. Yes. Well... You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, we have you on. for a very short time because you're yeah. so busy doing press for the movie. But so why don't you just talk about whatever you want? Yeah, we can talk about whatever the fuck you want. It's your birthday this week. Happy birthday. Um, Thanks. It's been such a year for you. I mean, from I'm just thinking like from last year this time to right now. Um, yeah, dude. What a wild journey. I know. It's it's been quite a lot. Like today, especially <laughs> we're getting asked like so many questions about the movie and like so many like details and shit like that. And I'm like, I don't remember yeah. <laughs> I'm like I don't know I yeah. couldn't tell you anything I did in the last like six months let alone the last year I mean I had the pleasure of seeing Renee in concert on her tour yeah um Birdie and I went and it was fucking amazing Kesha was at the show we were <sighs> lucky enough to be there for you and Kesha on stage it was so great that was the best was that was that like a dream come true for you? What does like Kesha mean to you? Everything. Everything. I'm she's like such a big inspiration of mine that it was like I, I that was one of the first times that I was like, oh, I'm actually like so starstruck right now. Like being on stage with her, I was like, oh, this is insane. That was like a crazy feeling. Cause just to have somebody that you like musically and personally idolize so much, like be like on the same fucking like wood with you. Um is crazy. I got teary when I was watching it. I mean, shocking. Yeah. But, no, yeah. no, but I totally understand. Like, I couldn't even function. Like, it was, it was, it was really, it was like a moment for me that I was like, holy shit. Like, I was like, this is probably one of the coolest days of my life. Are you having, are you able, like, in this moment right now, as Mean Girls is about to come out? Because, I mean, for those people listening who aren't familiar with the musical, you were in the musical on Broadway. When did you come in? 2019? Late 2019? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. were in it until it shut down for yes. COVID, right? Yes. Um, and then you go off and you're like, it's COVID. You're doing other some other things and working on your music, which was always yeah. a priority for you, right? Always like number one. Yeah, definitely. And then this comes back around was it like on your radar had you been thinking it was even a possibility that you would do you yeah you were like yeah absolutely because I remember (laughs) yeah I remember I was like yeah fuck yeah um when when it was announced we I was in my dressing room on Broadway probably early 2020 pre-pandemic obviously um or what we knew was a pandemic uh you know I was I was in my dressing room and I think we were between the matinee and the night show. And I like saw that the article had come out about like, they're going to do like a mean girls, the musical, the movie. And I was like, Oh, for real. I was like, okay, I want to do that. Um, (laughs) At the time I remember I was like talking to a couple of people who were in the cast about it and they were like, yeah, but there's like no way, like they're going to cast like new people. I'm sure. Um, And I was like, yeah, totally. In the back of my mind, I'm like, no, um, I I really wanted it. I really wanted it. And it was a thought for a long time. I mean, and it like came together. I have to say, I know that it, they were working on it for a really long time, but then it feels like it came together like so fast. And then. So fast. You did so it. Fast. Yeah. Also, like timing is just like so everything. Like I think like. 
I don't know. You know, I'm like so similar to you. Yeah. It's so like the the universe is always so right. And I'm mm-hmm. so like clocked in and I have such a heavy belief in that. Um, and I think that the timing was very right for everybody working on this project. Like it just, it like, I remember like when we were kind of getting like calls about like, okay, is this something you'd be interested in for me? And I was like, nothing could have come at a better time. Genuinely. I was like, I needed like a, a pick me up, especially from somebody who I like loved so much and trusted with like my like well being, like Tina, to be like, mm-hmm. actually, I would like to act again. Like it doesn't scare me that much. I remember, and I feel like I've told you this, but um, I remember Tina calling me when you came into Me and Girls on Broadway and telling me what a phenomenal star you were. And she was like, and also, you guys look a lot alike. (laughs) (laughs) But she was like, she like specifically made it a point because she knew I was a fan of the musical and had seen it. Yeah. Like through several different sort of like iterations in the like, you know, it coming to Broadway and everything. Um, I was so, and I was like so bummed that I didn't get to see you in it. Um, But this has obviously been so much better for me. (laughs) I know. Ideal. Ideal. A true ideal situation. But for people who are listening who might be fans of the musical, you have so many fans. I mean, people are flipping out about you. Birdie, I was saying to Bird, my, you know, Bird. I was saying to Birdie yesterday in the car, like, I just had this moment where I was like, I'm nervous about this, Birdie. Like, I'm nervous about this movie coming out for myself (laughs) because I'm like, I have, I'm tasked with taking on like the most comedic iconic role, like performance that Amy Poehler did is so iconic. And then like, here I am just like, yeah, exactly. It's Um, it's stressful. It's fucking stressful. And Birdie was like, oh my God, mom, don't even worry about it. Like, first of all, it's Renee. Everyone is freaking the fuck out. Oh, God. Fuck, dude. Birdie's good, man. Birdie's good. She's the best. Birdie's good. But, like, were you nervous at all at any point for any reason? Like, yeah, but also no. The only thing that I've ever had that's made me nervous, which I even get like so annoyed admitting because I'm like, oh, this is so annoying that this even bothers me is like since I entered the Broadway show, there's been a lot of conversation about like my body compared to like Rachel McAdams body. Mm. Right. Um, And that has nothing to do with Rachel. Let's be so abundantly fucking clear. Um, She's amazing and she's stunning. Uh, But and it also has literally nothing to do with you. Yeah. It, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, has nothing to do with me. But yeah. it is it is always such a, a big topic of conversation um, and yeah. such like Twitter clickbait. And um, I knew it was going to be a thing again. I didn't think it would bother me, um, but it definitely did. And it definitely still does. Like I, I deleted Twitter like maybe like two mornings ago because I like saw another thing about like my body type being in the role. And I was like, bro, fuck you guys. I was like, okay, I'm out. Um, So that I think is actually the only thing that has ever concerned me. Um, Cause it's a, yeah. it's been a big deal for like five years for me. 
Yeah. Well, also, it's like something that, like, the commentary on it is so beyond your control and has, as you said, nothing to do with you or your performance acting or your musical performance. Yeah. And yeah. I I went to see a screening with Busy, and that's the question that I most wanted to ask you because I was just watching you perform, and it kind of reminds me of, like, when I watched Simone Biles, like, do gymnastics or whatever. I was like, does nervousness even exist for this person? I was curious. I was curious yeah. because, like, your Only, performance is just— yeah. Thank so you. I'm doing hand gestures. It's but I That's don't not have great. Words. It's not great for podcasts, Casey. <laughs> no, um. <laughs> I get it. I get it. No, yeah, that's that's the only thing I've ever been nervous about, actually. That's what I feel think. that I feel that really deeply. Like I yeah. think that when like look, like we all in this in this conversation are people who like want to change the fucking narrative about what is important as as women and like what is valuable and and how we are viewed and what our worth is is like not determined by our physical right. appearance and our fucking bodies especially right. um right. and then and then and like you know and then you get on the receiving end of it and it's hurtful it it's hard and you have oh, to like sucks. yeah and I just hate, to like, I hate that it's a thing that me too. we're still I talking really about. I really hate so that it's a thing that we're boring. still talking about. It's so boring. Yeah, the amount that it, like, comes up for me is so aggravating. I've never been, like, I've, uh, oh, my God. It's so Wait, aggravating. Renee, how old are you turning? I'm turning 24. Oh, my ah! God. That's so exciting. Okay. But so, like, I think... And I could be totally wrong. I just want to know what your opinion is. Like, yeah, no. I feel like you're the same. Birdie's the youngest of your generation. Um, yeah. And I think like 27 is the oldest. You're like firmly ensconced. You're like yes. right smack in the middle of your gen. Oh, in the middle. I feel like is the conversation happening in your generation? Because I don't know if it is necessarily. Like, I feel like it's older, like millennials yeah. and gen X, right? Is that what we are? Yeah, I think I think so, but I don't know. I think that it I think that it kind of gets like a little uh convoluted. I think especially yeah. cuz like I think you know, we saw like and and I hope I'll like say this right, but like I think we saw like with like the rise of like the Kardashians, right? And yeah. then like the appropriation of like mostly like black culture and like people of colors like culture in general. Um Everybody for a while was like really on this like curvy, like big butt, like mm -hmm. huge implants, like really sick um, uh, kind of wave. And that was like the thing for a minute, which was so interesting because it was such I mean, this is so layered. But then like you go into like lip filler and essentially it's just like. I'm not saying that, like, any person who gets lip filler is inherently appropriating, like, a different culture if you're a white person with, like, paper-thin lips like mine. Um, <laughs> like, but I I do think that, like, there was it, – it was interesting to watch such, like, an appropriation by them and so many uh, other people in the public eye get so much praise, um, but obviously not praise for the right reasons. And now, like, with, like – 
um, like, you know, the like glorification of like being stick thin and like, right. And things like that now, like in Hollywood being like, um, you know, really inaccessible, uh, but incredibly accessible to people with a shit ton of money. Um, and, uh, a lot of like white folks now it's like back into this like rail thin thing again. It's, it is just a fucked up, like convoluted, uh, never ending. It feels never ending. Well, the wild thing to me is that like a body type can even be a style or fashion. It's not a shirt you can just change into and out of. So the fact that we're even talking about it that way is, um, it's wild to me. It's not so easily changeable. And so I'm just, I'm over it personally, but I've been around a lot longer. (laughs) (laughs) You have. No, we're all fucking over it. And like, as women, it's our like having these conversations and like the people that are listening, it's all of us to be aware so that we can kind of start to do the like deconstruction in our own brains of our own judgment, you know, of ourselves. Yeah. And I think it's a place people go to where they have nothing else. They have no other commentary. And when a person is so uncomfortable liking or appreciating something, they're going to find something. And, like, women face it all the time. Yeah. It's like the Barbie speech. You know, you can't be too this, but you have to be so much this. And you can't be too— And I think it's just the commentary where someone who already had an agenda— they went through the list and they couldn't check anything else off. And they're like, okay, I'm going to hit them with this one. So I hate yeah. that it's even a thing that you had to think about. I'm yeah, sorry. Me too. yeah. It's also like just so rooted in like, like white feminism and like white totally. liberal feminism, like that. So, you know, culture. And I say that incredibly aware that I am very much um, <laughs> yeah. a white woman who is um, you, you and me that. both, babe. Yeah. But, but it is, it is really that. Um, and it, you know, it's a bitch. So I'm, I don't know. I definitely think that millennials and like that sort of generation imposes that for sure. Um, but I don't know. I kind of, I kind of feel like everybody does and we're just like masking it in different things, whether that be like, like a couple like white girls hitting like cultural appropriation or like a couple girls being like, wait, like Ozempic, you know what I mean? And yeah. I understand that it's different to everybody and it's it's a much larger conversation. And so, like, if any of that comes across as insensitive, and maybe it is, but I don't know. I do think that. No, I think you've said, like, multiple times, like, it's super nuanced and there's a lot of different layers to it. But, like, we have to try to, like, hold all of these things. And then on top of it, you're literally one of, honest to God, like, the most intuitive talents I have ever witnessed in person working like as an actor your voice is insane your music is incredible you're so beyond as this part like you just are this this part in this part in this movie it is so fucking fun and I mean delicious like you really like devour it in such a brilliant brilliant way um okay we have to let you go in two seconds other than your birthday this week and um the mean girls movie musical musical movie coming out this week my god what a week yeah (laughs) that's it's so exciting um what what are you like 
for 2024, what, what are you like looking for? What are you looking for? Like it could be personally, it doesn't have to be just work stuff. Um, work shit's off the chain. Like, I mean, did I just say off the chain? SNL. <laughs> oh my God. Can we talk about SNL? Yeah. I'm so excited for SNL, dude. I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. Wait, the movie, your birthday and fucking SNL? Yeah. January. It's a big week. Yeah, it's, there's so much happening. Um, it's really fun. I mean, it's really fun. I'm I'm enjoying myself, definitely. Uh, I think this year I would just like to continue to work with people that I want to work with. I've done some, like, weeding through, and I've found a lot of people that I really like, and I like working with people who make me feel really good. And I got to tell you, like, that is really fucking nice. So I would yes. love to continue to do that. Um, I also, I just would like to learn a lot this year. I feel like there's so many parts of the business that, and also like businesses outside of this that like I don't really know a lot about that I, I would be interested in. Like Adam and I were talking about like, I want to like, I want to do some like, very fun like gay business ventures in Los Angeles and like I don't I don't know a lot about those fields or you know things like that but I I would like to get into it so maybe this year will be like exploration exploration and learning I love that for you yeah yeah you are like just the greatest Renee I I really adore you and like I'm so excited for people to see Okay, can I tell you what my favorite scene yes. in the movie is? Wait, yeah, what? My favorite thing in the whole movie, okay, is uh, someone gets hurt. It's like that entire sequence, it's so awesome. Like, it, you're like, I mean, you're everything. Like, you're, it's just, it's fucking incredible. Don't. Don't you think, Casey? It was so good. I mean, I got goosebumps when you sang I Am Regina George. Oh, yeah. Of because, course. like, oh, I yeah. have a—you wouldn't know this, Renee, but I have a thing where sometimes I have to measure my feelings when a character or a performer says their own name in something. I don't even know this. Like, sometimes I love it, <laughs> and sometimes I, like, I can't handle it. Like, I mentally can't handle it. Sometimes it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. When you said I am Regina George, I was like, got goosebumps. And I was like, this time I love it. Oh, I'm so glad. No, it can really go bad, can't it? <laughs> it can really go bad. But sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's the best thing in the world. Like, you yeah. can't say more than that. Like, I am this person, I'm this character, and I got goosebumps. And then you think you can't follow something like that, and you you 100% more than followed it. So thank you. Thank I was pretty you. psyched. Thank you. Um, What are you you wearing tomorrow? Are you excited about your outfit for the premiere? I don't know. I haven't gotten it yet. So I have to go. Yes, dude. I'm so tired. I have to go fit after we're done with press today. So I can't believe. I mean, oh, God. This is the part. I mean, your day is very. It's too full. It's too full. It's too full. And then again, it's also like so funny because like I I was finding myself this morning like complaining and I was like, what the fuck? fuck am I complaining about having to go and try on clothes? I was like, I need to check myself, you know? Well, you had a Dolly Parton moment. I feel like that's what Dolly Parton is always like, you know, checking yeah. everyone on set and being like, we can't complain about the heat. We dreamed of being here. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> sure. I'm I'm all for that. Also, though, you do have to like make sure you're not being like abused. Do you know what I mean? Like there's like yeah, two, absolutely. you know. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. No, there's there's a happy medium. There's, there's a happy definitely medium. a happy medium. Um, all right, Carl, go do finish your all your interviews for today. I feel like you must almost be done. I think probably. <laughs> One more. <gasps> one more. Only one more. Oh my more. God, that's amazing. Okay, well, I'm glad we were the second to last. I adore <laughs> you. I'll see you tomorrow night. I can't wait. Birdie's so excited. Is she and coming? Yes. Oh, wait, shut up. I know, she's so excited. She got. She's like inspired by Priscilla Presley right now. So that's what her look is. Oh my God, of course. Queen. Of course, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Just in case you are about to pick out a Priscilla Presley outfit. I mean, I she's giving. It it's her night. It's her yeah, night. Yeah, she's. It's so true. It's so true. She was like, I was saying because my ex husband Mark is coming too, like with the kids, and he was like, okay, so what time you're going to be there for the red carpet? What time should I get there? And Bertie's like, I'm sorry, I'm going with mom. I'm gonna do the red carpet. And I was like, obviously, Bertie. Yeah, you're like, I'm sorry, that's happening. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, of course it is. Love. Well, I hope you Insane. find something as much that you love as much as a Priscilla Presley inspired outfit. Yeah. Me too. Me you will. Too. I hope you have the best time and I hope you feel how much everyone loves the movie because you really yeah. deserve it. It's it's Thank you. so obvious how hard you worked and it shows up there. Yeah. Nice. Appreciate it. Thanks, That's guys. incredible. All right. Love you, babe. You. I'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Listen, guys, I am all in for, you know, self-reflection and rethinking my life. In 2024. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I like to think about sustainability and how I can do better in my home. Yes. And I just went through a bunch of product bottles and cleaned everything out and took them to the special place that recycles like cosmetics product bottles. Uh, do you know what I mean? A, it's a lot. I just read that because Americans throw away 25% more trash from Thanksgiving to New Year's, which Ugh. is wild. It's wild. It's wild. And also, did you know that there are an estimated 5 billion, billion, B, billion, 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles that are thrown away every year? No, thank you. That is so upsetting. Yeah. Plus, cleaning formulas are like 90% water, right. truly. Right. Which is very heavy to ship. That causes a lot of carbon emissions. That's where Blue Land comes in and why we love and we've them been so such, much. Yes, we love them. We've been such fans of them for so long because Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you, better for the planet, but also with the same powerful clean that you want for your home. The idea is very simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with... Beautiful, like a beautiful cohesive design. It looks great on your counter. You fill up your reusable bottles with water. You drop in these tablets. You wait for them to dissolve. You never have to worry about carrying home bulky cleaning supplies from your grocery run, which especially living in a city like I do is important. Right. It is important. Right. And the refills start at just $2.25, which is so much more economical than products that you buy off the shelf. I really love the scents and I do really appreciate that it all looks very clean and cute. It has it's, it's aesthetic as the kids say. 
Yes, and all the Blue Land products are made with clean ingredients that you can feel good about. Guys, we love it so much. We love the t- I love the toilet bowl cleaner. Yes. I love the laundry tablets. Mm-hmm. I love the cleaning sprays, the hand, the hand soap. soap. I use it all. I use it all. Same. Um, Blue Land has a special offer for you, our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash best. You're not going to want to miss this. Blueland.com slash best for 15% off. That is blueland.com slash best to get 15% off. I had to use my hatchery store this morning to wake (laughs) up early. I bet you did. I actually really like using it as my alarm clock. Yeah, because it's just a very gentle wake up. Yeah. I wake up fairly early on my own at this point because I think of the hatcher store. Right. You can like kind of train yourself to wake up early with it. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. So if you're a person that has a hard time waking up in the morning, this is the product for you. The Hatch Restore is a device. It's like a little machine. It's really cute. It looks like a little half... Like a half... Like, like a little a, like half a moon. moon. Yeah. That sits on your nightstand next to you. And it helps you build like consistent bedtime and morning routine um, because it has light and sound cues. So they have the meditations or the sleep sounds. I use the sleep sounds. Um Hatch even will has like an option they can entertain you to sleep because they have new content on Hatch Plus always, I which is it. amazing. Yeah. But in the morning, and this is what really gets me, especially on the East Coast when it's dark. Right. In the winter when it's dark. The way that it wakes you up gently is with this sunrise alarm. So you can set it so that the light comes on first and it wakes you up like so gently. You can do a lilac sunrise and then birds chirping to wake up. And it's so delightful and <laughs> such a better way to wake up a than like... A pleasant way. Yeah. I, I do not like to be scared awake. No. Guys, I don't want to be scared ever. Period. <laughs> That's about like bottom line. I do not want to be scared. But I do feel like it helps reset your rhythms. Yeah. You know what I mean? So many of my friends use Hatch for themselves. Even some of my friends use Hatch for their little kids. It's great. Yeah. I am such a fan and I love it. And it really does look very chic on your, on your nightstand. Just FYI. Um, And here's what they say. And I believe great sleep can be learned with Hatch. 83% of customers report improved sleep. And they have a 60-night money-back guarantee. So you can try it for yourself risk-free. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off your purchase of the Hatch Restore and free shipping at hatch.co slash busy. That's hatch.co slash busy to get $20 off and free shipping. Hatch.co slash busy. I think I talk too much. That's, I love that song too that she wrote because I also think I talk too much sometimes. <laughs> um, I think I talk too much sometimes too. So. I think we both do sometimes well, on this podcast, it's just especially. How it is. It's just how it is. Speaking of, like 
So you think you're mostly done with press? You'll get to rest or? Well, I have a few. I have just a couple more things. Um, but n- I don't know if I have anything really on camera except for maybe I may be doing an interview with like the local Arizona news channel. That's so that fun. Literally that my sister texted me this morning and was like, Channel 3 wants to know if you can zoom in and do an interview with them. And I was like, Leanne, they can email my publicist here. Like, I, you, don't, you don't need to be doing this. Poor you don't Leanne. Need to be See? Juggling this. Every, I, I feel Leanne. I, I feel her because I feel like I'm surprised some channel hasn't texted me and asked if you could talk to them. But they might still. I mean, truly. <laughs> it's so funny. They might still. They may still. Um, yeah. So... I may do that at the end of the week if if they like schedule it in. Oh, nice. Um, but I think I have maybe like another phone interview. Okay. Um, or two maybe. But like I, I did a lot of like uh, press before that, like interviews and things. Yeah, they've been good about like kind of spreading it out. That's I, good. I feel like, and then the, just the TV, the big TV stuff was that I was going to do. Watch what happens live and. Today show with Hoda, which I did today. And yeah. And so like, that was great. I did it. And then I did like all of the, all of the outlets on the red carpet. So oh, like, good. you know, Entertainment Tonight and E and like, you know, just all the yeah. things. Um, so you, but you've been busy. So you haven't, I feel like you probably didn't even watch the Golden Globes or you've been too no. busy to notice any of that. Well, I mean, I did a little Instagram story about this, which is that like living in New York is a different experience for right. me because you really have no idea that awards shows are even happening. And in LA, when I'm in LA, I you do know because first of all, there are billboards everywhere right. about the awards shows right. and when they are. And you see them setting up. And secondly... Up. When you work in this business and you're in LA, everyone you know is like, oh, are you going to this party? Right. Are you going to this thing? Are you going to this thing? Like, even if you're not invited or nominated for whatever award it is, there are all these other events right. around the awards that people do go to. And so there's like sort of a constant feeling of either like FOMO. Right, right. <laughs> or that you're you know, not. Or, or yeah, or like that you're not invited to this party right. or like whatever. And, pe- you know, and everybody goes to kind of like everything because also you, you then you have you have friends that are nominated for things or friends that win, win whatever. I just literally didn't even know the Golden Globes were happening. When was <laughs> it? On Sunday? I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. As I said to somebody, somebody on... One of it was the, Sunday. One was of the Sunday. social media platforms was like, I hope you and Busy talk about the Golden Globes. And I was like, I don't think Busy watched it and I didn't watch it either because I've written on so many award shows and worked on so many award shows. And I've had to work on shows that are like re- immediately reacting to the award shows. Well, we did one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, if I don't have to watch it for money, I'm probably not going to watch it for fun. <laughs> like, Let me tell you something. I'll hear about I it did- later. It does. We did hear about it later. We all have heard about it later because yeah. it does seem like it was a particular shit show of <laughs> an awards show in terms of uh, the host. I don't. I can't remember. Like in recent memory, I can't think of anyone who, like, it seems has seemingly done damage to their career 
by hosting an awards show, except for maybe, you know, the James Franco Anne Hathaway year was not great for the Oscars. Right. But I don't think that was the thing that ended up (laughs) taking taking James down. Um, It didn't really seem to affect his career. But like, I will say I have heard and read so many things about Joy Co bombing that is I mean it was like it's crazy I know the jokes are so dumb I'm not super familiar with Joe Coy as a performer I know that he's what did I say his name wrong I don't even know who he is um did I say it right I think you said it wrong Joe Coy Joy Joy Joy, (laughs) this is why I can't say it Joe Coy. Coy Yeah, I know that he's a super popular comedian and that he, like, basically sells out arenas or whatever. And I don't know anyone that really knows him and is friends with him, which is unusual. Wait, but didn't he date, isn't he the one that was dating Chelsea for... I think so, like, yeah. A year? And he had that... They, like, were in love. It seemed really cute. Yeah. And Their relationship seemed really cute online. Yeah. That's all I know and from, so, but yeah. like, as a writer, obviously, I didn't love that he was, like, you know, throwing the writers under the blame bus. The writers, because here's the thing. This is the only thing I really want to say about it is like, ten days isn't the longest time to prepare for an award show, but it's also some time. Bottom line, when he only found out ten days ago that he was hosting, I guess so. That's what they say. But um, bottom line is that the host chooses all of the jokes in the end. So while it's not writing the joke, it's signing off on it and you're agreeing to stand by how it lands by choosing it and choosing to do well, it. selling it. Exactly. Like the few things that I saw, I was just like, exactly. oh my God, he bailed on that joke halfway through. Yes. And, and I was going to say, not a, I'm not a stand-up, but I've hosted things and I know that if you don't fucking sell a thing. You, it's going to bomb. Yeah. Like yeah. if you bail on a joke halfway through. Yeah. It's, you have no chance. Yeah. No and chance. he was like swallowing a lot of the material, yeah. which I don't blame him. I think that's got to be so nerve wracking to do something like that. That I mean, obviously it was a, a tough thing because while I think he's very popular, I think a lot of those people probably didn't know him and didn't know what to make of him. So if it was me, I probably would have come out and, like, made a joke about that. Like, how did I even get in here? You know what I mean? Like, I, I've never right. dated Leonardo DiCaprio or whatever. Whatever. Whatever joke you want to. And then, just, <laughs> like, sell it and commit to it. But, um, Was yeah. that one of his jokes? No, no. I was just saying that's what I would have oh. said about myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah. But I... Just saw a couple little clips of it. Not enough to really comment on it. It wasn't ideal. It wasn't an ideal situation. And I I guess we'll, it remains to be seen um, what it'll do or not do for his career because people sure are talking about it. But I... There, it's so funny to me because people, a lot of people messaged me and they were like, you must know this guy. And I'm like, it's actually weird. I've never come into contact with him and I'm not super familiar with his comedy. But there are like a few comedians who like, I just, there's no Venn diagram between like what I do and where I've been and where they have been. So can I tell you something? I have no fucking idea about any stand up. <laughs> I'm constantly like surprised. That guy that was like hosting SNL that one time. Oh, right. This right. year. Yes. I was like, 
never in my life have I seen this person. Right, who people I don't even, loved I no, and thought he was doing a great job, I thought, or did they? I don't know. Yes, well, I mean, I don't, from my brief inquiry about him, yeah. I, fa- I found out that he's like literally like the most popular stand-up. Yeah, there working. was one time That I guy that hosted what? SNL, not Joe Coy. That guy's name is Nate Bergas. I think. Bergazzi. 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 That's the one. Yeah. That's the guy I'm talking yes, about. Yes, the SNL guy. There was a time on Watch What Happens Live when we had a comedian on and everybody was like, you must know this guy. And I was like, I literally don't know him and also shockingly have never heard of him. But then I looked him up and he was like selling out places. And so it's it, that's just how it happens sometimes, you know. So I'm not familiar with any of well, these guys. I think but I guess... It's a good lesson in, like, you know, even if you're, like, massively successful in one arena, you just might not be a household name to everyone. I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But, like, people don't know who anyone is unless they do. Exactly. So you have to, like, lay lay that groundwork a little bit. Yeah. But I also think your inclination, and this is why you're, like, such a good writer and why you always do get, like, people do ask you a lot to come write for shows yeah. and, you know, host, hosting things. Oh, Andy and I talked about this, actually, not on the show, but off the show. You have, like, an incredible ability to um, capture someone else's voice and write in their voice. Aww, like, that is, it's a real strong suit of yours, but you also have a really good instinct about how to ingratiate yourself. And you know that the that the number one way to ingratiate yourself to anyone is to be self-deprecating first. Yeah. And to make like the first joke about yourself. Because yeah. like no one wants somebody that's like just coming out there pompous. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's what he even did because I didn't fucking watch, didn't watch it. it. So I'm we not saying him. It. So we're, we did, I'm not judging his performance, but I am just saying like, if your, what you just said was like exactly right. Like I would always just keep turning, the, I would personally just keep turning the joke on myself. Right, right. It's Because like, that's like. It's also like some people really loved what Ricky Gervais did when he was the host of the Golden Globes. But I don't think the people in the room necessarily loved it. I think people at home loved it because it was outrageous or whatever. But uh, here's what you have to remember is that those are people and they are all, like, for the most part, they're nervous if they're up for you don't know who's having IBS in the back. You don't know who's having IBS and they're having their own experience. And so the thing is, like... You do have to kind of win them over, and comics are really good at that generally. So I'm sure that's something that that Joe Coy could have done if he had just chosen to go in a different direction, like out the gate. But um, yeah, that's something that he maybe should have or somebody should have taken into consideration because he's never hosted an award show before, I don't think. But like any award show host, like job number one is like winning over the crowd and making them feel at ease and making them feel in on it and like it's right. fun for them. Or or if you're like someone who like everyone is very, very familiar with. Right. Like Rick, like Ricky Gervais. Right. right. Ricky, like Gervais, walks out there, and everyone in that room is like, "Oh boy, here it comes." Right. Right. And some of them are able to like kind of 
go outside of themselves and like laugh about it. And, and some people are still can't. By the it's way, too never, cringy. never let it be said that I can't uh, compliment Ricky Gervais because here's what I will say about him is that he says so many times, I don't care. I don't care when he's performing and he really doesn't care. He really um, commits to those jokes even though he knows the reaction that they're likely to garner in the room, he fully commits to them. And you can't fault him on his performance of the jokes, you know, whether you like the jokes or not. Like, he fully, fully, fully commits to them and is just Truly. like, that's like, that's his shtick for the night, you know? So you you do, you know what you're going to get. And some people really love that irascible. You just, you have to, you know, you have to know the room and then you have to commit and then you have to accept what you've committed to. You know who I would have had host it? Who? Aubrey Plaza. Oh, she would have been great if she wanted yeah. to. I mean, who knows? Like, I bet a lot of people who say knows? no. That's yeah. Oh, I think. Because, like, it's not. Most it's, people say no. It's probably not worth it, I'm guessing, for the amount of money they offer you versus the amount of hot sauce you get after, you know? Yeah. And just, you know, in my case, it would be the amount of IBS. I mean, you'd be in the papers right now for having to, like, leave the show to go to the bathroom. But guys, I'm so sorry, but I have to go have diarrhea backstage right now. So um, please welcome Leonardo DiCaprio. Here's Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Remember when like Christine Lottie or something didn't? Was it Christine Lottie? Was, she like, was in, in the, the bathroom. bathroom and missed her award. <laughs> I understand that. Even when I'm not in the throes of some sort of inflammation induced fucking situation, stomach situation with like my IBS flaring up as it, as it is clearly right now. Um, I get nervous pee yeah. syndrome where like I am afraid, like I'm always afraid that I'm going to have to pee. You yeah. know what I mean? And so then I like, I'm like, I got to pee. You remember before we would, st before we would do the show. Girl, before oh my God, every night. Before every Every night. Yes. I'm like, I got to pee. I got to pee. Yes. Like right before. And it's like so there's like, like electronics all over your body and everything. It's not like a regular production. No. I'm just saying I would imagine that Christine Lottie moment. I could see that happening to me where I'm like, okay, my award is coming up. I feel like I have to pee yeah. before my award. Then you're trapped. And then you go and then the line is long and you don't want to be rude and say like my award is coming up. Right. You want to just wait in the line like a normal person because you're just trying to be. You're you don't want people to think you're a diva. Trying to be a regular. So you're not cutting in the a line. Regular person. You're just a regular person. You just have to pee. Yeah. And then you're in there. There when, should be a nominee award. toilet, though. I will say that there should be a designated nominee toilet. Let me tell. Let me tell you something. How many times I I've said that as <laughs> as guest of nominee Michelle Williams? I'm like, where the fuck is the nominee? Toilet for you, <gasps> where we can just go in, get your dress off. It should be a big one, privacy. yeah, so someone can help you with your outfit and make sure yeah, it's a, your yeah, gown's it's not just tucked be like, into your underwear. It's a, it's a room. It's yeah. just a little room <laughs> yeah. with a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> maybe some makeup. Maybe a little, uh, maybe some hairspray. Yeah. Well, I want to say, 
here's a little behind the scenes. Um, but people probably know if you're fans of Watch What Happens Live and you were just there, so you were just sitting near this, I assume it's still on the shelf. Um, Lady Gaga was on Watch What Happens Live and at the last second decided she had to pee, but it was too far to walk to the bathroom. So she just peed in like an office, an office trash can. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Is that a known? That's a known? That's a known thing. And the reason why wow. it's known is because um, someone on our staff, not me, uh, put the pee into like a perfume bottle and it's on the shelf. No fucking way. I watch what happens live. It's not the only uh, medical waste. That's what I always referred to stuff on the shelves that watch what happens live as medical waste because we also had like... That's upsetting. Removed, I feel like that's upset. Removed implants from housewives. Wait, but she was okay with it, right? Yes, yes, yes. That was like she like said she that knew, they could do yeah, that. Yeah, she knew all about it. I believe. I don't like it, though. It makes me uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable a little, but some people just, like, that's how much they love Lady Gaga. They want to put her pee no, in I mean, a bottle. No, I... Mm, <laughs> I don't know. I think it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. Wait, I've told about David Duchovny sticking his gum over his underwear in my off in my old office, right? Excuse me, what? Okay. He did what? I'm going to try to tell this really quickly because we should get to what we're doing our best at so that you can, like, go live your life and maybe even take a nap. Maybe even rest your body. But when I worked at the Rosie O'Donnell show, I was an associate producer for a brief amount of time. And back then, before the internet was in full swing, that involved going through— Every magazine and cutting out every article about every celebrity, putting it into a file in the eventual event that they would become a guest on the show. I already had a history of loving David Duchovny and begging for him to be on the late show prior to working at the Rosie O'Donnell show. That's a story for another day that I will someday tell you. But at the Rosie O'Donnell show, I was cutting out articles all the time about people. And every time there was an article about David Duchovny, I would keep the picture for myself because I loved him so much. And I had like a whole separate file of David Duchovny photos. When I was made a writer and I got an office, I put up all the hundreds of pictures of David Duchovny on my office wall. Oh, Casey. I finally had... I think we all know where this is going. We all know where this is going. I loved him so much. Then, from that time forward, anytime anyone found a picture of David Duchovny, they would come and stick it up on my wall. It was like a famous David Duchovny wall. But Rosie's agent at the time, this woman, Risa Shapiro, was also David Duchovny's agent. And so she had like you know, she was in the office all the time. And so she knew about the wall. And so when David Duchovny came on as a guest on the Rosie O'Donnell show, he had been told to like come by and see my wall. And in the middle, I had pictures of him in like tidy whitey underwear. He had posed for some like cheesecake photos or whatever. And he was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I've never even seen these pictures in real life. I've never even seen them. And then he took the gum out of his mouth and like stuck it on like over his tidy whitey package on the wall. And he was like, you know, and I was like, no, I'm delighted to have your gum like stuck on my wall. That's great. I'm into it. Oh my God. And then the end of the story, the end of the story is I guess... Um, 
when he married Taya Leone, uh-huh. his agent sent me flowers that day saying, I hope you're okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That is really funny. And is he still married to Taya Leone? No, no, no. They, they're a long divorce. But, um, and Rosie also sent me flowers that day saying, I heard, I heard the sad news. Uh, hope you're, hope you can make it through the day. Um, and then when the Rosie O'Donnell show ended, I left my wall intact and then um, they remodeled the offices for whatever show came in after us in those offices. I don't even know what show it was now. But I asked, uh, like, the facilities manager what happened to my wall as if they, like, dismantled it and preserved it. And he's like, uh, like a wrecking ball the went trash. through it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but also, like, how did you not take down those pictures and save ones that you wanted. I should have, but also like at that point, I was a wife. I was a young mother. I was, I, it wasn't your priority. I had just given birth to Lincoln, I think five days before that show ended. Oh yeah. We're not, we're not going back to save the, yeah. So I was like, I kind of, it was just, again, it was like for a moment for just that moment in time. And then, you know, then it was, then it was gone. Wait, I have news what? to share. I think with wait, hold on. Let me just make sure. Make sure you can to. share. We are confirmed on this, right? Maybe I'll t- maybe I'll talk about it next week. Okay, because it's exciting. Because what it is is that I think I picked a date for my sale. Oh, exciting. with Cure Thrift. Exciting. I know. That is very And it's exciting. coming up. It'll be very quick. Okay. But just, you know, want to give everybody a heads up. Okay. So watch this space. Watch this space. Nice. We shall announce. That's very exciting. Um, wait, I do have to pee. So should we say what we're doing our best out or should I go pee and come back? It's up to you. Maybe I should go pee. Go pee. Be comfortable. I'll be right back. Helix, we love you so much. For a very long time now. Yeah, it's like my, my third longest relationship of my life. Guys, Helix mattresses will change the game for you. Buying a mattress is like kind of daunting. And that's why I think Helix is so incredible is because they just take all the guesswork out of it and all of the weirdness out of having to go to a mattress store and laying down on a mattress in front of someone. How would you even know if you're comfortable when what you're doing is so uncomfortable? Someone is literally watching you. Like, it's so bizarre. It's so strange. And your feet are on the um, vinyl. Oh, no, no, no. No, it's not comfortable. You can't do it. <laughs> and, the, and the truth is, I think because of that, a lot of people don't get new mattresses right. when they should, when their mattresses are worn out and and it's, like, affecting your sleep and your body. And, you know, I, like, really thought that I was like, well, I guess I've turned the corner and I'm just old now. Right. And then... I got the Helix mattress and I was like, oh, no, 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 wait, wait, no, no, no. My mattress was just really old and it wasn't supporting me in the way that I needed. And also, I don't think I ever fully had the right mattress for myself until I took the little sleep quiz on Helix and then they matched me with the perfect mattress Uh. for myself. I got that mattress delivered right to my door. And you know what they do? They offer a 100-night trial. 
which is incredible because they know that the best way to know if a mattress is working for you is for you to try it out and sleep on it for a long time. You got to give it like a cup, a bit, yeah. you know? And there are so many different models of mattresses to choose from. They even also have like their most high-end collection, the Helix Elite now. Yes, with a 15-year um, manufacturer's warranty. Yes, they support military, first responders, teachers, and students by giving them a special discount on the site. And unlike a lot of mattress companies out there, Helix owns its own manufacturing facility. So each and every Helix mattress is made by a team of skilled manufacturers and is shipped directly from their facility to a yard door. There's no fiberglass you, in there. I know people have been like worried about that lately. There's fiberglass yeah. in some mattresses. No fiberglass in Helix. Get out of here. With your, take your fiberglass and get out of here. <laughs> and get Helix. We also have something very exciting for you. We're able to offer you 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows because you are our listeners. <laughs> and all you got to do is go to helixsleep.com slash best and use code helixpartner20. This is the best offer that they are given anywhere and it's not going to last long. Go to helixsleep.com slash best and use code helixpartner20 for 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Listen, taking care of your health isn't always easy. Believe me, I know. But it should at least be simple. Like you shouldn't have to write down a bunch of directions. <laughs> Instructions for taking care of yourself. Yes. That is why over three years now, Casey and I have been such huge fans and have been drinking AG1 all the time. No exceptions. Because it's just one scoop in water once a day. The easiest Every habit. single day. It's so easy. It's easy to do. It's a micro habit with macro benefits. Each serving of AG1 delivers your daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and much more. It is a powerful healthy habit that is also powerfully simple. Yeah. Like truly the easiest thing that you will do all day, probably. Yeah. I have a tremendous amount of guilt because I know we're supposed to eat our five fruits and vegetables a day. If I'm being honest, I just, I'm never going to get to all five. <laughs> so I feel like AG1 really has my back in the greens department, making up for some of the areas where I fall short. And it's so much easier. It's easier than steaming broccoli. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And plus, we know that AG1 is giving our bodies high quality nutrition because every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process. So you know it's safe and that the ingredients are sourced for absorption and potency and nutrient density. And I personally am like a fan of having 
my AG1 in the morning, but sometimes I actually like an afternoon AG1. Right. That gives me a little bit of a kick. I think we're all concerned with our brain health, our gut health. As I get older, those things don't come as easy as they once did. And so I just appreciate something that I can very easily use once a day, every day. And if it was hard to do, I would never do it. So I am, I just appreciate the ease. I think I told you this. Like I was like all high, this is before AG1 yeah. like advertising on our podcast. And I was like, okay, I saw this person that gave me all these things. This is going to change my life. I didn't make it through day one. Who has the time? It was too much. It was who, too much. Who has I was the taking, time I was and literally wallowing ability. I, this is what I'm saying. I was like taking supplements all day long. And at like 2 p.m., I was like, this is it. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I can never do this. This is exhausting. Yeah. But just one daily scoop of AG1 covers my nutrient gaps, supports my mental and physical health. Not a lot of hassle. In fact, I would say basically zero hassle. It's like 60 seconds. I mix it up. I know I'm giving my body what it needs and setting up sustainable habits for the long run. Um, if there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. It's why Casey and I have partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. It's a new year. It's a new you. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs, which really come in handy. Sure do. With your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash busy. That's drinkag1.com slash busy. Check it out. I have great news. What's that? We can talk about it. <gasps> oh, see? So that, at least, so that at least we can just put it on your radar. I don't know if you need to book a flight to come here for the sale. My in-person sale. Okay, guys, are you ready? Yes. Doing a Galentine's Day sale. Ooh. The weekend of February 10th and 11th. That's exciting. Here in New York City. At Cure Thrift, Liz from Cure Thrift, who coincidentally, I am going to see her husband, the gastroenterologist, tomorrow. Oh, good. <laughs> Which is actually like, it was like sort of fortuitous that I met her. Yeah. Because then she, we were talking about, we were talking about stomach stuff. Yeah. And she was like, well, you know, my husband's at gastro. That's like... But you know he's like one. He's like one of the best. You should go see him. And I was like, wait, yeah. what? So it all worked out. Then they're going to host the sale. Mark and I on Monday are going to the storage unit in Connecticut. Wow. Gonna pull together a ton of stuff. So it's like clothes, housewares, some furniture. Do you have anything you want to sell, Case? Do you want to come out and sell some stuff? Oh my gosh, that's a- I may do a raffle for a pig pot. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll think about a it. A raffle to, to charity for a pig pot? That's exciting. It is exciting. That's exciting. I'm excited, honestly, to just shed, shed some, some things. things. Yeah. That have long needed to be shed. Yeah. And also for like, you know, I love Cure Thrift. So she raises money for- um, Type 1 diabetes. That's amazing. Because that's what she has. Yeah. And, but she's like, but you don't have to get, she's like, we can, you can do whatever. So it was 
thinking of doing some of the money to, I don't know, abortion funds, ACLU. Yeah. Maybe I'll spread it around. That's very cool. Wow. Congrats. To my children's education fund. <laughs> 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 to my moving fund if I choose to move back to LA. Oh my God. So many funds. A little funds. piggy bank. So many funds. What? So many funds to think of. So many funds. <laughs> funds. So many funds. Oh my gosh. Um, no, but uh, yeah, but I am excited because I think it'll be really fun, actually. What's well, your I dream? I think it'll be fun. It's your dream. Store for Store the stars. Store for the stars. <laughs> I know. It really is. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Have I considered asking Michelle if she wants to have a corner? Yeah, of course I have. She might. She may. We don't know yet. She might. I don't know yet. Well, I'll come out and uh, work the register if you need anyone to. Great. That sounds great. Stock the shelves at Store for the Stars. (laughs) You guys, I'm like just like so excited to like merchandise everything. (laughs) But how much, like, how many things am I going to, like, merchandise and be like, wait, I don't want to get I want this still. I know. That's really yeah. hard. It is hard. That's it is hard. hard. Although I will... But I've got stuff. I know what I have. I've I got gonna stuff. I was going to say, the most recent purge, like, when I did the clothing swap, I thought I was going to feel that way. And thing, I was, like, done with them. Like, I knew I was done with them. And I wanted mm. someone else to have them. So... Well, that's the thing. And, like, part of the reason why I want to do this sale in this way... It's like I donate so much stuff too, just yeah. FYI, just so you guys know. Yeah. But like sometimes donating makes me sad because I feel like does it really does somebody who really loves it get get it? Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And I have so much stuff. I'm such a collector and I have so much stuff I feel so sentimental about that. Even if I don't want it anymore and I have no need for it, I still like sort of want to make sure that it goes to the right home because I anthropomorphize all of my things, right. even my clothing. Right. So like I don't want my clothes feelings to be hurt. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want get them it. to know I that they it. they're really going to a good home. Yeah. Um and like nothing makes me happier than when I've done those Poshmark sales where I hear from somebody or like they DM me or whatever. And they're like, I just want you to know I got this dress and I have worn it, at, you know, all the time and yes. I love it so much. And like, it makes me so happy. That's why so. I loved having that clothing swap because so many people like posted on Instagram, like wearing a dress to some gala that they either got from me or got from someone at the swap and like tagged me in it. It made me so happy because... That stuff is just out there living another life, not going to waste, being no, shared. I love it. Someone's enjoying it. I get to enjoy it again in a way that I wouldn't if it was just like sitting in my closet. So I'm into it. I, oh, it's I just love it. I love it so much. It's great. Um, well, you didn't watch, but on Watch What Happens Live, Andy asked what we were doing our best at this week <gasps> in honor of our... He like plugged the podcast, Casey. Andy... That's so that's so nice of him. Really nice. Like really, really nice. I gotta get on my shit and watch some TV. I haven't watched TV in days. Yeah, I know. We we're really you and I are really behind. Did <laughs> I just watch something? Oh, I watched Priscilla with Birdie. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. I told Dan, I Dan Levy, who wrote, directed, and stars in that movie Good Grief, which is out on Netflix now. Um, I'm doing a plug for him. Uh, but he was the other guest on Watch What Happens yes. Live last night. And 
I talked, I was talking to him back stage before the show and I was like, you know, I lost my best friend recently and like, I have to be honest with you, like I really wanted to watch your movie before coming here because I'm such a huge fan and such a huge fan of Shit's Creek and I'm like just a fan of yours and I wanted to be able to say to you like I watched the movie and blah, blah, blah. But um, I kind of just didn't feel up for it. Yeah. And he was like, I really get it. And it's it'll be there for you. And I was like, great. Aww. I look forward to watching it soon. That's nice. <laughs> when He's, I feel ready. He seems like such a good person. <laughs> My God, I love him. I love him too. Yeah. I had the best time with him actually. Oh, good. It seems like, I mean, if I had to guess, if I had to like pick out someone that you would have fun with, I would I would probably pick him. Yeah. I really like him. He's your kind of guy. He is my kind of guy. <laughs> really is my kind of guy. And he was wearing like a David Byrne-esque suit. But yes, we've had, we've circled the yes. same orbits. Well, I will, um, what did you? But, so I already answered on Watch What Happens Live. You don't want to tell me you're going to, I have to go watch it? I mean, maybe. No, I, I said gratitude. I said uh, I'm doing my best at gratitude and like really feeling it. But still, it's continuing. That's good. It's good to, because well. Because even like. You're being consistent. You and I were texting last night. Actually, here's another, here's a twist on it. Yeah. You and I were texting last night about some other stuff that's like been just a little tricky in yeah. my personal life. And you said something like, I hope you, you were able to like, you know, enjoy this week and the premiere and everything just and the movie. And I was like, I really have been able to. Good. And I feel like I've been doing my best at holding all of the things, which is like, and maybe in part, like that conversation with uh, Rabbi Sharon Browse yeah. was helpful in that way because I, I just have really been thinking about things in terms of the duality of it, which is like obviously a thing we've talked about for years on this podcast and before that. But, um, but I think in practice, it, it can get tricky for people, including, it can get, I'm just going to, for me, in practice, it can be tricky for me to actually hold both things, to actually be able to have the joy and then also like the stressy moments and the thing and like whatever, and not let one overpower the other. Right. And, um, and I really actually feel like this week so far, I have managed to do my best at like holding both of those things. I think that's so good. I think that's growth. And I think it's going to enable you to just enjoy the parts of your life that are meant to be enjoyable. You know, it's like what we said, I think it was like on the first episode of this podcast is like happiness is it's not a state of being, it's moments. It's a series of moments that are interrupted by a million other things. And so you just have mm. to eat that happiness like it's a Pac-Man pellet when it's right there in front of you and then have your other moments. That's what's going to get you through the other million moments. It's not... It's, it's all you. It's literally all you can do. It's all you can do. When you realize that and when you feel it, and really know it, then I think you're so much more ready to just have that moment and then like go clean up, you know, dog vomit or whatever is happening in your life. Whatever. Right. You know? The proverbial dog vomit. Everything is, dog vomit is a metaphor for so many things. So many things. <laughs> 
Well, that's so nice. And that was so nice of Andy to plug the podcast. I really... It was. He's he's very generous that way. He plugged my YA novel like you would not believe. He made it. He made it so that my YA novel was available in Barnes & Noble when it otherwise wouldn't have been. (laughs) I mean, honestly... Andy? We're fans. We're fans, fans, Andy. We're fans of Andy Cohen. Okay, Um, so what are you doing your best at? Okay, I want to say a few things, so I'm going to say them fast. First, planner gang. We should probably come up with, like, an official name, but I've been working on my planner, and I'm going to do a little Zoom on Saturday um, so that everybody can show and tell their new planners for 2024. And we're just going to be, like, very accepting of each other and have a good time and have coffee and show and tell our planners and be vulnerable about like what we're doing well so far and what we need to improve on. Number two, I've been sort of semi-volunteering for this guy that's running for office in California, Steve Pearson, who I met. I've seen on your Insta. Yes. And if you live in the Valley in Los Angeles, he, you might be able to Vote for him. He's running in District 44. I can't vote for him, but I'm volunteering for him and trying to help him out as much as I can because I really believe in all of the very smart things that he says. So if you see that on my Instagram and you want to check him out, I think that's super cool and I think he's worth checking out. The third thing is a very me thing, and it's crazy. It's crazy. But, okay, so... I don't want to say specifically what it is, so it's a little bit of a blind item, and you'll see why. I own an item that I have had for probably more than 10 years, and it's something that I paid a lot of money for when I got it 10 years ago, and it made me sick to my stomach spending that much money on an item at the time, but I loved it so much once I had it, and I use it probably daily. I love it so much. Everyone in my family loves it so much. It's a personal item, and it's even, like, I would venture to say, like, a feminine-ish item, and yet I will find it constantly being used by one of the men in my family. It's a very beloved item. Anyway, I this thought popped into my head the other day about how much I love this item that I own, how I've had it for so long. It looks brand new still. It's amazing. And I was like, I will be so devastated if anything ever happens to that. I should consider getting a backup. Mm -hmm. And so I went onto the website where I initially bought this item 10 years ago and saw that the item was no longer expensive. It was being sold for like, almost 90% off. And so I contacted the company, which is in another country, um, to say, like, what? why are these 90% off? Are they, like, seconds or whatever? And they were like, no, it's just, it's not that popular of an item, so we're discontinuing it. This, These are, like, the last of them. And I couldn't believe that they're discontinuing this item and that this thing that I paid so much money for now costs so little money relatively. So I took what I thought of as like 
an expendable amount of money and ordered as many of them as I could because I think this will, going forward, like be my signature gift for people that I love and who really deserve it. Like they'll get one of these items from me for the holidays. Is this what my Christmas present is? No. (laughs) Because I ordered, this was literally, I think, I ordered them maybe the day after Christmas is when I thought to, like, look for this thing. So anyway, I ordered a whole bunch of them. A package is coming from another country. And it's, like, a very, like, DIY type of website. It's not like, you know, it's not like ordering from Amazon or ASOS.com or something. It's a very, like website that looks like like your brother made it for someone that lives in another country. And, but that being said, like the person, the customer service person was so nice and like emailed me to let me know, blah, blah, blah. Here's your tracking number. The package is coming. And I said, I'm so looking forward to having a bunch of these. I can't believe they're going out of like print. It's not print, but I can't believe that you're not going to have these anymore. I wanted to get a whole bunch of them. Anyway, The day comes and goes where my package is supposed to be delivered and no dice. But I'm like, it's after the holidays. So, you know, I'm sure the shipping service is backed up or whatever. I keep tracking the package and it's stuck in this warehouse that's not, it's like somewhere in the middle of the United States. So I know my My stuff has been sent. Why does this always happen to you? Why does it always happen to me? I know it's been sent from the country of origin. It's stuck somewhere in the middle of the United States. And I had like sent an email to the company being like, just FYI, this is stuck in a warehouse. It doesn't seem to be moving. Can you look into it? And they were like, oh, it should get to you shortly, whatever. Then like four days later, I'm on this email chain from someone at the shipping, like a big national shipping agency where I'd only ever expect to get like an AI generated email. I get an email from an actual person who works there who is like, I'm writing about your fudge shipment and fudge is in all capital letters And all the people from the company I ordered from are copied on it. And so I didn't respond right away. And then all of a sudden, like, someone from the company is like, what do you need to know about the fudge? And I'm like, I didn't order fudge. What's happening? And then somebody somebody from the shipping company is like, we need to know what city and what country the fudge was made in in order to be able to bring it to its final destination. And then the company... see what did you get yourself into? <laughs> what are you mixed up in? The company was I like, to- the fudge was made in such and such city on this date in this country. And then they were like, okay, then we can finally send it to where it belongs. I was thinking like maybe the company was like, do like tariffs or something not apply to like fudge versus what I ordered? Was it like a shipping scam that they were saying it was food or whatever? And I was like, oh my God, am I like, am I doing a crime? I for sure thought it was- I didn't know. But then the shipping company showed up at my door with a giant box. They told me that I owed $95 for storage fees for the date. And I was just like, oh my God. So I just paid the $95. And then I finally opened my box and it was what I ordered. 
And they had thrown in a bunch extra, by the way. But there was one single box of, like, thank you fudge that they had included. And that was what held my package up for days was some thank you fudge. Okay. Thank you fudge is now official. (laughs) (laughs) It was vanilla thank you fudge. And the kids ate it. Wait, vanilla? That's what I said. I was like, vanilla fudge? What? And I don't want that. Exactly. Listen, vanilla fudge, is it's a nice gesture if you have it laying around. But if it's going to hold your package up for days and make it cost a hundred extra dollars, it's not worth it. And then the kids ate the fudge and they said that it wasn't, it wasn't what we know as fudge here in the United States. It was some other substance. Well, first of all, the vanilla of it all has thrown me for a loop. I, I don't know if I've ever, I literally don't know if I've ever had vanilla fudge. I mean, I actually have seen, I do think I've seen it like in uh, Charleston. There's a fudge ranking and vanilla uh-huh. is way down, way down on the list. I think of why the, would you want the it? types of fudge, but why would you, yeah, why would you want it? And again, I, I 100% appreciate the thank you fudge, but it just, um, All right, Casey, now you're just going to have to tell us what the fuck the product is. I'm sorry. I'll tell you. I was telling our friend Ashley and our friend Kristen, I was telling them this whole thank you fudge saga. And I was like, I can't tell you guys what it is because it 100% is your Christmas gift for next year. And they both were like, okay, but please just tell us. And they begged. And I finally told them what it was. And they both agreed that they liked the sound of it so much that they would each like two. So, you know. Okay, so what is it? <laughs> it do I feel like is it a cliffhanger? Do I tell you guys next week what it is? Maybe I'll do a giveaway on the Substack or maybe you do or maybe you sell it at the sale. Oh my the god. The Galentine's Day oh sale. Oh my god. I'll tell you what it is. You have seen me with it. It is um a cashmere wrap, a plaid cashmere wrap that is the nicest cashmere I've ever touched in my life. It's from Scotland, and I have one that is like a red Royal Stewart tartan for the holidays that I get it out on like November 1st, and I wear it every single day until Valentine's Day. I but love that. when I tell you that, like, if I can't see it with my eyes, I will find someone asleep under it on the sofa or someone using it as a pillow. Everyone has treated this thing like it's their Linus security blanket in my family, and it looks brand new. And they're not going to carry them anymore. So I just bought a bunch of them to, like, give as holiday gifts or gifts to people that dessert like it feels like a hug it's the kind of thing where I've worn it to like Emily Beebe's house and I feel like Simran hugged me while I was wearing it said how nice it felt and then like immediately like wanted to try it on and then like seven people tried it on you know yeah it's that kind of thing that should just exist and should just be available but for whatever reason they're not going to have it anymore I guess so I bought as many as I could afford we but also, is it like, are they always plaid? 
that is all they had left. Mm -hmm. So there's like the holiday-ish red plaid. And then I got a couple of black watch plaid, which is like navy blue and hunter green color. Sounds delightful. It's they're very cute and they're very specific and you know, but so windy here today. I wish I had I one. wish you had one too. To wrap around. I should have sent you one. Well, if you can just make it one more year, you can <laughs> All right. I can I can definitely make it one more year. But that's um what I did my best at this week because like Finding out where that box was and thinking that I was doing a crime and that they were saying that I was, like, importing fudge when I was just trying to get these, like, scarves and then there really was fudge and it, it was surprisingly— The confusion of the thank you fudge. Yeah, it was surprisingly— Thank you, fudge. <laughs> thank you, fudge. It was a time-consuming endeavor, but they're in my possession now. And Eli got me, like, a nice bin to store them in as I dole them out over the years. Um, yeah, make sure that you put some, like, cedar or something in there. Yeah, they're being kept indoors. They're not going to any type of outside storage. And, but still, um, yes, but still put, if, like, a little fucking thing gets in there, yeah, you don't know. We don't want that. We don't want that. Mm -mm. And if you ever get one from me, then you'll know that I really, really love you because it is, like, truly the best thing I've ever owned and, like, even if you don't love it like I love it, I would have to really love you to it's like when uh to part with it, to part ways. Exactly. It's like when Elaine decided to use like a birth control sponge with like if they were sponge worthy. That's that is actually really fucking funny. <laughs> I remember that. You well, if you're rap worthy, you'll know that I love you so much. Uh wow. Okay. Well, are you gonna do a giveaway on the Substack? That's impressive. I think I could spare one of my wow one of my wow. my fudge order. I don't know. I mean, this is up to you. I don't know. I don't know how many you got. <laughs> but we should also get some thank you fudge. Yeah. I mean, maybe Here's what I'm going to do. I for that for the Valentine's Day sale, I will definitely have some thank you fudge. <laughs> I still have some of the pieces from the box that was sent because like it, like I said, it's it's not I don't think that that sounds like the kind of thank you fudge I'm interested in. <laughs> I don't I don't want I don't want vanilla fudge. But the wrap sounds great. The wraps are good. And I look forward to next Christmas. <laughs> And I hope you get your late ass little Christmas gift now. That's not a chair. I bet you. I bet you. It's it's not the chair, but I bet you it's uh it's waiting for me. I hope so. I bet you it showed up today. I hope so. We'll see. Um. All right, you guys. Well, we another week. Go see Mean Girls, the movie musical. You will love it. Casey saw it. You will. Did we, talk, we didn't talk about it last week. Did we, we didn't talk about it. We saw it the day after, I believe. We recorded last week, but um, you will love it. I loved it. It was so fun. And like, I it's, know, I get it. Like, I've heard people like, I love the original so much. I'm so nervous. D don't even, don't even give it a second thought. You can hold. No, both, it's a totally different movie. Hold a. both things. Yeah. Yes, we have to hold all the things, but also it's a different movie. And even if you were like a huge fan of the music, like, here's what I would say. Everybody, we got to not be so precious about things. Let's just enjoy things for what they are, yeah. what they're telling us that they are. Yes. That's a good lesson for life. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe one of the hardest lessons 
to just show up and be present yeah. for what a thing is. Or to like, yeah, to see it. To just, you to know, see it. they announced that Purple Rain is going to become a Broadway musical. And I'm like, already get me that ticket. Get me. A lot of people are nervous. Wait, but- I was going to tell you. So Sarah Paulson, you know, is doing this play on Broadway. Yeah. Paulson. Yeah. Is doing this play on Broadway. The guy that wrote that play <gasps> is writing is writing the book for the Prince musical. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. Just so you know. Just so you know. Don't be nervous. You have to see it first. And so I'm excited. You got to see it first. Got to see it. Anyway, I am super proud of the movie. And I feel like I watching it with an audience was really great and also affirming in terms of my own participation in it. Because, yeah. you know, like I said, I did have that moment where I like actually freaked out over the weekend yeah. where I was like, oh, my God, what did I do <laughs> to myself? Um, But... I think it really works out for me. I think it really worked out well for me. Um, and I think Mrs. my Mrs. George is really a ridiculous person. <laughs> and I, like, love her, you know? Yes. Um, and Tina texted me. We were texting the day after the premiere. And she was like, you literally got every single laugh, like, uh... that was there. Like, in she's like, could, did you, could you tell? Were you able to even hear it. And I was like, yes, I, I did actually. That was amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Everything that was meant to be funny was funny to who saw it. And that is the best feeling. See, I didn't, I didn't bail on the jokes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just committed to them. You committed. You fully committed. I really committed to Mrs. George. <laughs> um, including well, that pink Susie Condi. Well, suit. I've got it. I've got it in my closet. It's oh, mine. Nice. It's yours now. All right. No, it was mine. Oh, it was yours. Oh my no, god! I got that... it for the movie. That is hilarious. I did not know that. Susie Condi, guys. If you don't know, it's K O N D I. I discovered her a couple of years ago. I mean, she's been around, and yeah. people have loved her little suits, her her sets. Um, and she does like a terry cloth, velour, like, but it's like an updated kind of loungewear right, vibe. Right. I first saw her on Kristen Bell's Instagram. <sighs> like her, not her, but yeah. I saw her little her work. matching outfits on Kristen Bell's Instagram, like became obsessed with it. Yeah. And Jenny Connor is like a huge fan. And so I had that set in blue. Um the velour like sweatshirt and pants and they're so comfortable and like super flattering like in a way that you know low-rise jeans and juicy couture sweatsuits never looked good on me (laughs) like ever ever it was not for my body type it's like not for the short-waisted girl it just was like always a bad move for me those those two things yeah um back in the early aughts but um wait I'm gonna sneeze hold on Bless you. Wow. Now you know what that sounds like. Okay. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> anyway, so when we were doing the, you know, like it was a real fast turnaround from my like wardrobe fitting and the sh- shooting. And, um, and then I was like, wait, I need, I need a Susie Condi. Hot, I need a pink Susie Condi. Like, that's what that lady would wear. Yeah. Like, all the, like, 
fancy moms I know who have like fancy loungewear wear Susie Condi. They're not wearing Juicy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And so, but they didn't have one on the website because it was like winter, you know? Right. Wasn't spring yet. Right. When we filmed it. And so, or summer. Um, and so I got in touch through Instagram and then emailed them and was like, if there's any way, I know this is such, I'm like literally filming in two days. Is there any way that you have a, a pink? And, and they, and she wrote back and she was like, oh my God, I'd be so honored. Yeah. Let me send it right on over to you. Wow. And they did. See, and Instagram mine. is still I useful got it. for something. It's a hundred percent. It's still useful. Yeah. I love that. So, oh, there's Dan a little. Levy and I exchanged phone numbers yesterday. <gasps> wow! After our after our <laughs> successful Watch What Happens live appearance. Hey, that's where Jenny McCarthy and Donnie Wahlberg met. I have yet to have like a man who isn't um, threat like a heteros man who isn't threatening to murder me slide into my DMs. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, I'm just saying, like, oh. for me, that's not where it's oh, been. I but. Met- I meant Jenny McCarthy and Donnie Wahlberg met at Watch What Happens Live, not on Instagram. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you I have a you. better chance of bonding with someone if you meet them at Watch What Happens Live than pursue your relationship on Instagram. Yes. But also, I'm just saying, like, no hot, famous guys have ever, who are straight, have ever slid into my DM. Calling all hot, famous guys. What's that listen what's to this happening? podcast? What's happening? Who are single? Yeah. Because I have you. had some questionable married guys giving me hard eyes. You know what I mean? No, I don't need that. I know what you mean. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what Get you mean. Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> Get the fuck out of these DMs. I'm not interested in your bullshit. <laughs> I feel like I could write a book, but it would also just be a list of like creepy married guys and their bullshit. It's so stupid because it's not even like, it's like, now we're just going on past the time that we that we said allowed for this podcast this day, but um, it's so stupid because it's like the I think in the in those instances like those guys like they have no they don't think they're doing anything wrong a right they don't they're testing they, the, the waters I think they're I think they have no follow through I mm-hmm. think it's just all fantasy for those guys is what I think. Here's my, like, when a married guy is repeatedly telling you that you look hot and and further, when they have to take it to the DMs and they don't put it, like, right out on main, that to me is, like, testing what your reaction is. And then the second thing is when they... Mine, I just give a thumbs up. <laughs> exactly. The most unsexy of responses. Exactly. Or I just, I don't, I either don't respond at all <laughs> right. or a thumbs up. Right. Because a thumbs up is just like, okay, dude. Saw it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you. I I saw I saw what you submitted for my consideration, um, and then the second thing is when they work up the courage to start talking about who they're married to, and they say it's basically over. It's been over for a while, and I'm like, That's, oh yeah, sir, that is always a lie. It's always a lie. Then or or not in your mind, sir. I but always not to not to her. He, I mean, like, it doesn't happen to me, I'm sure, as often as, as often as it happens to you, but it has happened to me, which tells me that it probably happens to a lot of women. And what I usually say is, oh, if it's basically over, then, like, can I meet her? You know what I mean? 
<laughs> Which I do yeah. just to be a troll because I'm not like looking, I'm happily married. I'm not looking for it. But I do like to, as a troll, say, oh, okay, I'd love to meet her and talk about your arrangement. I think that's so cool and modern. I would love to discuss it. And then you never Well, hear there from is them like, again. because there is like ethically non monogamous relationships that yes. have like definitely been on the rise or whatever. Yeah, sure. But I do think that that is like sort of an important piece a bit if you were like up if you were a person who would be interested in being a part of someone in an ethically non-monogamous relationship exactly is the like is the sort of i mean blessing or whatever like the understanding from the partner yeah since we're all gonna be in each other's lives sure i need maybe yeah let, let me get dinner with the person who it's basically over with but also as i told you i mean i don't think i Felt like I got enough li- love in my childhood to ever be able to be in an ethically non-monogamous relationship. <laughs> I need to know that you pick me. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need to know that I'm the one that's picked. Yeah. I hear you. Sorry. I hear you. And I pick me, guys. I know. We've already gone through it. Like, now we're there. I've healed myself. I pick me. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm just saying. Yes. Open relationships or ethically non-monogamous relationships in this Moment in my life in this season, not on the tapes. Not for Not interested. Yeah. Not for her. Not for her. Because, I mean, honestly, whatever. Mark and I could have had a version of that if we had wanted, but we didn't. So we don't. Right. Um, Well, there you go. A little bonus content about... Oh, my God. Wait, one more thing. What? Nancy Myers responded to my story last night. (gasps) She did? Yes. She gave me hearts. Or wait, laughing. Did she give me laughing? She gave me laughing. That's laughing emojis. Nancy Myers. The in a row. The three queen. in a row. The queen. The queen. Guys, in case you don't know, in case you missed my Instagram story, last night I got a little stoned. I'd had a stressful day post Watch What Happens Live. It's a long story. Don't need to get into it. But on top of like what has been essentially just a very stressful moment in my life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, baked by Melissa, Melissa... I can't remember her last name, but she's the woman that started Baked by Melissa, and she has a cookbook out. Little miniature cupcakes that are the signature Ugh. Watch What Happens Live green room treat. Well, she was the she was the uh, bartender last night because she has her cookbook out that's like essentially like appetizers and desserts, which nice. is sort of what I want to eat. The two most the important food groups. Obviously. <laughs> um, and she very generously brought a gift pack of mini cupcakes and the cookbook for me and also for Dan. And uh, the cupcakes are at my house. And so at the apartment. And because I was getting up early to do the Today Show, et cetera, I was up at the apartment. And because I had had like sort of stressy times and I was having like a hard time unwinding to go to bed to wake up early to do the Today Show, I was like, I'm going to smoke some weed. I'm going to get a little high. And I did. And then I found myself in like adorable striped pajamas <laughs> sitting, contemplating the cupcakes. And then I opened them and I was like, well, I'm just going to taste them because they're all the like February flavors, like the flavors that are coming out for Valentine's Day. So yeah. I'm like, I'm going to just, ta- I just want to, ta- I want to do a little taste test. I'm just going to taste one little bite. And the next thing I was like, like I could hear the 
score from the romantic comedy playing, basically, (laughs) as I was like, kept going back to the cupcakes, you know, by myself. Right. And then I just started laughing. And I did this Instagram story where I was like, you guys, I just realized that I have I am in, I am now, have have made, have made myself the main character in a Nancy Myers movie. Here I am oh in one God. of my two fabulous kitchens, <laughs> you know, after my television appearance that where I was gifted these like this big thing of cupcakes, which because you know in the Nancy Myers movie is how the woman always has some job that like is fantastic. Yeah. And like, and she's able to like be a guest on a, talk show or something or she does like a television appearance because she's like just a fantastic woman it's a job that enables her to have adorable pajamas and the house and like the cute house and the yes and the great kitchens and whatever and um and I was like I am I've cast myself as the lead (laughs) in a Nancy Myers movie in my head and now I'm just sitting here in this kitchen and I'm trying these little cupcakes and I like just had gotten off the phone with Mark and we were discussing Birdie's travel back to Sweden and like negotiating things and it was like we you know we're friends like in the movie he's Greg Kinnear you know what I mean like but the but the but the romantic comedy part like we haven't got we're like we didn't get there yet no, we're in the first 10 pages of the script, guys. Yeah. Cupcakes are the first 10 pages of the script. <laughs> and I just was like laughing so hard that I, and she's like having this like career moment that's really fun for her, but there's like all this other stuff that makes her life complicated. And she's alone eating and, cupcakes. And she's alone eating her cupcakes in her kitchen <gasps> and a little stoned. I mean, in the Nancy movie, it would be just like wine, right? Like she would just be. Maybe you'd be the first uh, Nancy stoner. I'm happy for Maybe it. That's the Unless it's twist. like in the Nancy Myers movie where she accidentally gets stoned or she right. like gets stoned at, for the first time in a long time. And then it's like a funny thing, With you know, like 30 year old weed or whatever. But regardless, I could not stop. I was just. Could not stop laughing. It was making me lol. It was so and I was like, funny. We're in, well, thank God you were in the first. My advice because you were like, should I post this? And I was like, oh, people might think you're getting back together with Mark or whatever. So you clarified. Well, I clarified that the character of the ex-husband is like the friend. Yes. And it's just like it's put there in the first 10 pages of the movie so that you know that like her other stuff is settled. Yeah. And she's good. Yeah. She's like ready to like actually move on yeah. in a real way. And the kids are like sassy. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just when I had the realization, I was like, I'm so happy to be in this fucking movie right now. Like <laughs> this is actually, this is the movie that I want for my life. You know, yeah. like when I was saying the thing about you feel stuck Birdie. You movie. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling like that was, I didn't want to be in that, like, the family drama movie anymore. I, like, definitely don't want to be in the grief movie. And I don't want to be in the movie about the girl who's got her heart broken and is trying to, like, get her groove back um, (laughs) through a series of terrible failed dates. Um, And I don't, you know, and I, and I don't want to be in the movie about the mom who's totally overwhelmed and feels like nobody helps her. Um, I was actually in that actual movie, <laughs> that Sarah Jessica Parker movie. I don't know how she does it. Anyway, all of this to say, I'm so fucking thrilled 
that my movie right now is the Nancy Myers movie, and I can't wait to see how the plot develops. And that Nancy Myers gave you hearts or laugh. And that Nancy Myers responded to my Instagram story with laughing emojis. (laughs) Well, that is amazing. And then that Rufus Wainwright song, Movies of Myself, came into my head. I was like, well, that could be the theme of it. You're on your way. Coming to theaters in 2025. Honey, I'm living it. I'm living it for you. You don't have to watch it in the theaters. Just just keep watching this space. Uh, all right, you guys. Giving we, you full biz. We love you. The full, we love you. The full biz loves you. I love you. And I'll talk to some of you on Saturday on Zoom. Have fun um, at your planner. Thank you. And have a great week. We're going to talk to you so soon because yeah. it's like this is late. So we'll talk yeah. to you so soon next week. Yeah. We love you guys. Okay, bye. bye. Oh, no.